Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Husband. Wife. I have to say something. Do you? I have to apologize. Yeah, you do. I fucked us all up. <laughs> Well, here's what happened. Um, I babysit for my best friend. Yeah. And their um, baby got sick and gave it to me. Yeah. And so I had fever and headache and sniffles and sinus stuff. And it was horrible. And even just reading made my head hurt. So I just slept for a day and a half instead of being alive. Right. So I yeah. So here we are. So I put our whole schedule for the weekend off. Yeah. So here it is, Sunday night, we're recording this, and sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, sorry. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey, wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing today? We're starting a new fucking book of the Bible. It 
really doesn't feel like a new book though because it's just a continuation. It's Second Kings, yeah, not yeah. First Kings anymore, but Second Kings. It's the same book. I mean, yeah, part two. Right. It's just part two. Yeah, of they made the it same s- book. Yeah, right. So that's less exciting. It is less exciting. But still, we get to mark it off a list. There's another one down the hole. Yeah, so instead of marking one book off, we can mark two books off. Woohoo! It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do um, chapter one of Second Kings. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night. Which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, Second Kings, chapter 1. Okay. All right? Yeah. After King Ahab's death, call me Ishmael. I was waiting for it. I almost <laughs> said something else, but like I was waiting for you to say that. I was waiting. I knew it was coming. I was waiting for you to go, don't do it, don't do it, <laughs> don't do it. No, that's just in my head. I let you do whatever the fuck you want, so. That's because you're a good husband like that. <laughs> I appreciate that you allow me to do my things. I mean, you know. Uh, not I. I mean, I have definitely criticized you know even publicly on here when you do certain things. But I'm like, and like we get done with something, I'm like, please, please, <laughs> don't do that again. And then I just ignore you and do whatever I want. Right. Anyway. Generally, sometimes Generally. you listen to me. Sometimes I do. But Occasionally. Not often. I mean, you know, it's hit or miss. Often enough to stay married. <laughs> <laughs> so after King Ahab's death, the land of Moab rebelled against Israel. Okay. Because, of course. Sure, yeah. Makes perfect sense. Right. One day, Israel's new king, Ahaziah, mm-hmm. fell through the latticework of an upper room at his palace <laughs> in Samaria and was seriously injured. Okay. He fell through the latticework. Yeah. What the fuck does Why that mean? Why was he mean? on the fucking latticework? I don't... I mean, it's... That a, seems like... Like, lattice is like the, you know, interconnected wood that's got, like, holes all through it. Like a fence, basically. Yeah. Was it, like, like on why his was he... roof as one of the battlements and... Right, but, like, what was he doing on the fucking lattice work? That seems dumb. That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. I wouldn't walk on lattice Did work. Did somebody shove him? Maybe. I mean, may, that could okay, be. Okay, wait. He fell through it. Does this mean that, like, it was not the lattice work that stands up and down vertically, but probably, like... Across yeah, like horizontally, a, like a and he old-fashioned was... Florida room or something. Okay, you know? so he was standing on top of it. Right, and that's, fell what, that's what I'm thinking. Like that's oh. that's the image that's in my head. So he was standing on top of it and fell through. Why was he up there? That's what I'm saying. Why the fuck was he up there? That is where it can't hold your weight. Right. Well, I mean, we, maybe he was really light. Maybe he. Okay, I don't but know. you should always assume that lattice work is is you're gonna fall through. Right. You yeah. Should always assume don't stand, that. Like, that, yeah, I would expect a child to maybe fall through because, like, I, I mean, dare if we, you. If you went to go buy latticework at like Lowe's, they probably have a warning that says "Don't stand on this." Yeah, like cannot this um, shit can't hold people. Cannot exceed like a half pound. Right? Yeah. Like no cats allowed. It's latticework. Cat is thirteen pounds. It's latticework. Our dumbass. cat would not be able to walk I mean, across latticework without falling through. I wouldn't through. want her to try it. Yeah. No. Good grief! Right. This guy's dumb. Right. Okay. 
he fell through that in his palace in Samaria. I like that they tell us where the palace is because maybe he's got more than one. It was the Samaria one. This, yeah, okay. And he was seriously injured. So he sent messengers to the temple of Baal-zebub. Baal-zebub. Baal-zebub? Maybe. Okay. The god of Ekron. Oh, it is. It's Beelzebub. Oh. You know? Yeah. But they they wrote it Baal. Okay. Instead of Beelzebub. 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 Okay. Okay. I gotta... Uh, we'll go, we'll yeah. have to look that one up. Yeah. 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 Like, what's a Beelzebub? Right. What's a Beelzebub? Is it different from a Beelzebub? I don't know. How many bills many... would fit in a ball? <laughs> the god of Ekron to ask whether he would recover. Do you... To ask... What? He... He... He's asking a the, god. He sent messengers to the temple of Beelzebub. To ask a god that's not God. I will mean, he, at least not God of the I Bible. Recover? Ask him, will, will I recover? Am I going to be okay? Okay. So he's not asking God. He's asking... That guy. Beelzebub. Yeah. But the angel of the Lord, the angel, there's only one. Okay. The angel of the right. Lord yeah. told Elijah, who was from Tishbe... Oh, so Elijah's back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He never went away. I know, but they had like that... Um, Whatever the other the other the Elisha. Well, no, no. There and was two the, other prophets. There was the one that was like a, a certain prophet, and yeah. then there was Micaiah. 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 That sounds right. Yeah, I don't know. So, so like, no, but he's back now. He's back. Elijah's Elijah's back now. Yeah, and so the angel of the Lord told him, "Go and confront the messengers of the king of Samaria and ask them: Is there no God in Israel?" Why are you going to Balzabub, the god of Ekron? Yeah. To ask whether the king will recover. The fuck? Now, before, this is what the Lord says. You will never leave the bed you are lying on. You will surely fucking die. Oh, damn. Damn. I guess that's going to happen because, you know. Right? That's what happens. I I don't. I mean, they weren't even asking him. Right. Like, no, he like, just inserted himself. Asking into, you. It's he just inserted being... himself into the fucking conversation. He's For like, no reason. Right. Yeah. Like, what am I doing to you? I'm not bothering you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just sending my messengers to them instead of you. I I thought maybe I didn't want to bother you. But he's offending God by asking another God that right. they're admitting is a God. Apparently. Yeah. Because. God is saying that God over yeah, there. Don't ask that God. Ask me. Yeah. Fucker. So Elijah went to deliver the message. When the messengers returned to the king, he asked them, why have you returned so soon, fuckers? They replied, uh, so a man came up to us and told us to go back to the king and give him this message. Yeah. Quote, this is what the Lord says. Is there no God in Israel? Why are you sending men to Baalzebub, the God of Ekron, to ask whether you were recover therefore because you have done this you will never leave the bed you are lying on you will surely die sorry 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 end quote right but like okay <laughs> you work for a king right mm-hmm. do you not fulfill his request yeah you, you just come running would, back some random guy comes up right. to you, he's like hey dude god says this you need to go tell your king don't you be like dude i work for the king I'll, I, I got your message, but Thank I got to go on and do this other thing first. Right, so. and then you go back to the king and you're like, so, on the way there, this other guy told us, X, Y, Z, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And then we continued on, and this is what we got from um, the other god, guys. Right, right. Balzabub. Yeah. And, you know, either it's the same, in which case, whoa, you're in really bad luck, sir. Right. But don't, wouldn't you fear being in trouble if you didn't come yeah. back with the... The message he sent you for? Yes, I would. Right. And and anyway, I would be curious what 
the Balzabub guy said. And also, if you came back with that message from fucking God, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't care what you got to do. Put me on a goddamn cart. Get me into that fucking econ place. You know, uh-huh. like, I, I don't need Yahweh's wrath here. Get me to that other God. Yeah. Now. Exactly. Now. Exactly. I'm not trying to get killed by him. Right? He's a smite, smitey fucker. Yeah. What sort of man was he? The king demanded. What do you look like? They replied, <laughs> he was a hairy man and he wore a leather belt around his waist. You know those hairy men that wear leather belts around their waist. Elijah from Tishby! What the fuck? The he knew explained. him because he wore a leather belt and he no, was hairy. because he was hairy. I, that's what I said. He's hairy. He's hairy and How wears a leather belt. How many hairy people do you know? He must, is he naked other than the, the leather belt? Because that's all they, I mean, that's it. Maybe that's they his hair was so hairy. He it didn't haired, need clothes. It haired out of his shirt. Like it, there you it go. popped out of his the top of his neckline. Maybe he was like Bigfoot and he just... He's he like was... Bigfoot and just wore a belt around his waist. <laughs> he could run really fast, so like you that's know. that's where they got the idea for Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> then he sent an army captain with fifty soldiers oh. to arrest him. Damn. Damn, he's about to get it. Right? They found him sitting on top of a hill. Do, 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 do. The captain said to him, "Man of God, uh, the king has commanded you to like come down with us." But Elijah <laughs> replied to the captain, If I'm a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and destroy you and your 50 men. Oh, and guess what? Then fire fell from heaven and killed them all. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> How you like them apples? <laughs> so the king sent another captain with 50 men. See, why, why can't when somebody, when I, when I asked, you know, Theus for proof, why can't something like that happen? Like, right? if I'm not a man of God, let da 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 happen, and then God does it, and then you're like, oh okay. shit, man. Okay, fair enough. Good I, enough. I think I might examine this differently now. Right. I mean, you do something like that in front of me, I'm gonna be like, oh fuck. I will re-examine my premise. Fires falling from the sky, and you just ask for it to happen. Something's something's up. Either you are a pyrotechnic, or <laughs> a really good one, or. Maybe there's a god. I doubt it. Could have been coincidental airplane I mean, falling from the sky. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I'm just but saying. back then, you know. I'm just saying, I will re-examine my premise. Sure, sure. I will be But it would definitely less... make me think, you know, right. like if you, so like, you know, if if it's that easy to prove, you just ask God to do something. Right. And he does it. Exactly. Then just do that, just guys. Do it, like, I mean, all you, all you gotta do is ask him for fire and he brings fire. Clearly. I mean, Clearly. Shit. This book don't lie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, okay, and I want to make another point. It says the king sent another captain with 50 men. Oh, so. He does that a lot. But the only time it is okay to send someone after you lost the first group is in um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Arthur Dent takes a drink, and he's not sure it does the job. So he takes another shot of whiskey to go track down the first shot to make sure it gets there. Oh, that's definitely there. acceptable, yeah. Yeah, right? right? That's the only time you send yeah. somebody in right. after. Right, it comes to alcohol, you definitely got to check that first you gotta one. You got to make sure, yeah. yeah. And then I think he sends a third to check on the first two guys. I mean, guys. that's legit, yeah. Right, right. But you don't send a whole captain and 50 men to go check on the first (laughs) assuming that the first captain and 50 men died too right right the captain said to him man of god the king demands that you come down at once and are the charred remains still sitting there or probably you know elijah replied what do you think he replied um if i'm a man of god let happen fire come down from heaven fire and destroy you and your 50 men and and it happened and again the fire of god (laughs) fell from heaven and killed them all okay womp womp 
Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Why? If it was this easy, why was he fucking running from Ahab earlier? And right. Shit? Like not or um, Jezebel. Jezebel running from yeah. Jezebel earlier. Like, I would just be he like, just drop fire on their asses. If I'm not a man of God, then um, God's gonna burn you and you and you and you, and I'd be pointing to everybody, but not, but not him, it but sounds, not her. It sounds like to me maybe maybe Elijah had like a stash of like napalm around or something. Oh damn! And just like you know, he lit it when they walked up. He's like, there you go. That's, he was, there's your fire. He was a time traveler, and he had great There aids. you go. There and, you go. And they were like, this is godly. <laughs> and he's like, nah, it's grenades, stupid. I, I need to watch. That reminds me of Monty Python and the Holy Grail and the, the Holy Hand Grenade. Oh. It's oh, such a great scene. It's, those are good movies. I'm just saying. Those, you know, I mean, Monty Python. That was period. all I had, just, you know, yeah. Holy Hand Grenade. Once more, the king sent a third captain with 50 men. <laughs> That's just stupid. Yeah, it is. This is stupidity. Like one guy has killed a hundred of your men. Yeah. And you're sending another 50. Mm-hmm. That, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Makes perfect sense. This is called crazy, beating your head against a wall and expecting a different result. Right, yeah. But this time, the oh. captain went up the hell and fell to his knees oh, before good on Elijah. Him. Good okay, on him. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. He pleaded with him, oh, man of God, please spare my life and the lives of these, your 50 servants. See how the fire from heaven came down and destroyed the first two groups? But now please spare my life. Oh, he's smart. He's yeah, like, yeah, he is. I'm only here because the king sent me. I I didn't want to come. I have no choice. Understand this, please. Right, yeah. I, but the second guy, though, like, I mean, there were, I, I just, I don't understand. Why? why? Why would you just, like, die? Right, You know, like, right. he must have been looking at the 50 charred remains, you know, and, like. Mm-hmm. I'd be why, like, why? What the hell happened here? Right, yeah. What goes on? Like, I, need, I guy, need to ask a few questions before we demand your presence at the king's court here. And this guy <laughs> played it smart. He was like, I'm only here because somebody else made me do it. Right, right. So then, th- this is so smart. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go on down with him and don't be afraid of him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just find it like funny that the first guy was like <laughs> or the first time a guy is like oh, i'm scared of your god please don't kill me yeah now all of a sudden god's like preening and he's like okay you can go with him now <laughs> i won't kill him i'm right. pretty again yeah yeah so elijah got up and went with the king and elijah said to the king this is what the lord says the lord who thinks he's pretty now the okay. lord who is so happy um to be feared yeah why did you send messengers to Balzabab, the god of Ekron, to ask whether you will recover? If there's no god in Israel to answer your question, therefore, because you have done this, you will never leave the bed you are lying on. You will surely die. So Ahaziah died. How it was said there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Ahaziah died. Oh, well. Just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. it, there it is. Happened. Yep. God, God brought fire down on a hundred guys, and he killed that king. Yep. And so, but he God, spared that third captain and those third set. Yeah, of 50 God, men. God must be must be real, right? Must be real. It's definitely, definitely a, a thousands of year old text. This definitely proves it, uh-huh, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm I'm totally not not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Since Ahaziah did not have a son to succeed him, mm. his brother Joram became the next king. Okay. I'll tell you what really happened. His brother Joram killed him. Right, probably. The end. Yeah. yeah, he's the one that pushed him through the fucking lattice. <laughs> yeah, right? This took place in the second year of the reign of Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Okay. The rest of the events in Ahaziah's reign and everything he did are recorded in... The King's Chronicle thing or whatever the fuck it is. The end. Yeah, that. <laughs> 
All right. Yep. That's well, what that happened. Was, that, that, yeah. God killed some people again. As some usual. More. Not, okay. not to be, you know, nothing surprising. God's getting a little bit more, like we talked about it a, a few episodes back, like maybe in the middle of King somewhere. He was like kind of being more hands off and stuff. Yeah, he's, but he's getting a little bit more directly involved with Elijah around. Yeah, he is. So that's that's interesting. It's interesting. It's also like he wasn't being worshipped enough, and so that right? now he's, he's like, like, all right, I'm gonna get my hands dirty again. Somebody call me pretty. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna light fire to some people, and that'll make them pay attention. Besides, I like killing. I yeah. haven't done that in a few centuries. Here, hold my beer. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, see if I still got this. He, uh, you know, clearly he does. Clear, clearly, yeah. Okay. Just, a, just a, he. He's now been gone for how many eons? That's, you know. Yeah. I just. I, he, I don't. Do you think he got bored, or do you think he died? Maybe he died. You know. He probably died. That's, I mean, that would. He, that, yeah. Sure. He's not eternal. I don't care what I, they say. Or he's just made up by humans. Oh, that one. I picked that one. I, I didn't know I that was that, an option. It isn't. It is an option. Yes. Okay. I yeah. didn't. I wasn't aware. Okay, that's right. the one I picked. That's the one we're going with. C. It's always C. It's always C. Yep. C is always the best answer. It's also um, stands for cookie. I did take a test the other day for something. Yes, it does stand for cookie. <laughs> Sorry, stands for cookie. That's good Go enough. On. That's you good t- enough for me. Okay, but you took yeah. a test. I did. Yeah, I took a test the other day, and every answer was B. Every it's, that's fucking a lie. answer. It's lies. That yep. test was a lie. I mean, I'm just saying. What test was it? It was a training course thing that I had to oh, take. Oh, for work. Yeah. Oh. And they cares? made every they made every answer B. That's and I'm like, stupid. Okay. Well. Because well, I was I, I literally was just clicking through it to get done with it, and I kept I, I started off by hitting B and it was right, and then I hit the next one that was B and it was right, and I was like, well, let's just hit B all the way through, and B B B B B. It was correct all the way through. Oh my god. I'm like, that was easy. That's so <laughs> stupid. I'm so unimpressed with your workplace. Right. Yeah. No. I know. And, All right. and you, to be honest, I mean, like you couldn't even be bothered to <laughs> like read the questions. You were like, I don't care, la la la. Correct, correct. So you could be a brain surgeon, right? And I'm not. We haven't revealed your occupation. Correct. I promise, no, um, nobody not, is affected by this. You're not in the medical field. Yeah, I'm not in the medical field or anything that this would directly affect anybody that I work with. Or for, so, or, or, for two, or two, or two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, that was Second uh, Kings chapter, chapter one, one. Mm-hmm. and tomorrow we will be back with Second Kings chapter two. And just real quick, I want to oh, yeah. say Happy Labor Day. Yeah. Also, I forgot we're going to be doing a Patreon episode tomorrow too. Oh yeah. Finally. And, and we're going to be announcing something like a free giveaway for our patrons mm-hmm. um, today. So, like, if you get this. Mm-hmm. episode early today mm-hmm. you still got time to become a patreon a patron for us yeah and then you will be eligible to claim something from our giveaway mm-hmm. it's mostly just left it's leftover swag from our uh, convention but free shit man free, free shit. shit man and it's, you can sign up for as low as two bucks a month for yep. the patron yep. you really oughta you really oughta yeah okay. all right anyway we'll see you guys tomorrow for the next episode okay bye bye Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, some dude fell through lattice work or, you know, maybe got pushed. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, he fell and then he went to ask uh, Bowsabob. Bowsabob. With the ball. The bang, the bang. Diggy, diggy. And then and then he got it. He asked him, am I going to be okay? Yeah, but then they didn't actually. The guys that he sent to ask Bowsabob didn't actually make it there because they got stopped by Elijah who then, like. Who's hairy. Yeah, who's Harry? Yeah, he's really fucking Harry, apparently. Yeah. Um. 
but then he was like, uh, "You're dead," and he killed fifty of them. And then yeah. he and then and then the king sent fifty more, and then he was like, "You're dead," and killed fifty of them. And then he sent a third one, and he was like, "Whoa, dude! I what what do you need? What do you? I'm I'm all yours." Mm-hmm. And that was that. That was that. And then oh, and then he died. And then the the king died. Yeah, because you were like he said and he did and yeah, no, you I'm were sorry. doing pronoun. Abuse. I did, I did, I did. Okay. But the so king died. The king died. After falling through the lattice and then sending troops to Balzabob. Who got, inter- who got yeah. intercepted by Elijah. The hairy man. The hairy man. Yes, that is what happened. Okay. You got it. All right. So that was uh Second Kings chapter one. Mm-hmm. And today we're getting into Second Kings chapter two. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Kings, chapter two. Okay. And I gotta read this headline, even though we're not doing headlines. Doing headlines. Right. But I really like this headline. Oh, okay. Elisha succeeds Elijah. Oh, so Elijah's gonna die. I mean, either that or, or he's his gonna hair. hand off the baton. Right. Or his hair overgrew his mouth so much that he couldn't speak anymore. So he's like, dude, you gotta I'm gonna drown in this shit. It's so. just I forget which one came first, you know? So. The chicken or the egg, right? You're annoying me today. Okay, so ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind. In a whirlwind, huh? A fucking whirlwind. Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elijah replied, <laughs> this, is not, this is so yeah, confusing. This is so confusing. As surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. Mm, so they went down nice. together to Bethel. They're besties. Yeah. That's cute. Two boys with the same name. Right. And they're best friends. Yeah. The group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Why do they know that? Right? Like, just hey, guess what? <laughs> your mentor's going to die today. Doodah, doodah. Right? Yeah. That's weird. Of course I know, Elisha said, but be quiet about it. Okay. okay. Does Elijah not know? I, I, I don't know. Okay. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here for the Lord has told me to go to Jericho. But Elisha replied again, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. Right, right. So they went on together to Jericho. Then the group of prophets. Okay, I think we're going to see this happen again. Okay, yeah. Then the group of prophets from Jericho came to Elisha and asked him, did you know that the Lord is going to take away your master from you today? Is it still the same day? I guess. No, they went to a different town. Oh. They're traveling. They're walking around. Okay. Now they're in Jericho. Okay. So these prophets all over the fucking place just know. Got it. Of course it. I know, Elijah answered. But be quiet about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get this. I, what is I happening? I don't, I don't know. And why do all of the... Okay, why do all of the prophets know? Why is Elijah saying, yes, I know, be quiet, though? Like, right. What is happening? And Elijah is a prophet, too. So, like, why doesn't he know? He does know. He says, he yeah, does. I know. Elijah does. Oh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. And he's the one telling him to be quiet. Yeah. I had my Elijah just shush, yeah, yeah. shush Elijah, up. though, he's a prophet also. And so, right. like, why doesn't he I think know? he does know. Okay. I think he does know. All right. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. Holy shit. 
But again, right. Elisha replied to Shirley, as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. Right. He's singing it now. Oh, is he? Yeah. I will okay. never leave you. <laughs> so they went on together. Fifty men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stopped beside the Jordan River. Okay. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it. Boom! Oh. Bam! What the hell? I don't know. I made those noises out. I know, but that but was cool. But he struck the water with right, it. Right, yeah. Crash! Pow! The river divided. What? And the two of them went across on dry ground. What the fuck? I didn't know there was a second parting of water. Or, well, I, guess, I guess technically this would be three. Mm-hmm. There was the Red Sea. There mm-hmm. was the um, the the river. The was it the Jericho? Wait, is it the Jericho River? Wait, we what know are you what talking the talking about when they were, no, it was just outside of Jericho. What was the river that they crossed with the Ark? Oh, the, I don't um, remember. I think what's the number the name of this river? Um, this river is the Jordan. The Jordan. Right? Yeah, so it was the Jordan. Yeah, so they stopped the Jordan twice now. That's awesome. Cross, right? It must be a stream. I guess, yeah, right? It must be easy. Yeah. So when they got to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken away. So see, he knows. Okay. And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. Well, that's wow. that's nice. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you're so awful. awful. Right. <laughs> Not awful. No, you're, you're awesome. You're so awesome. I want to be just like you. Right. Twice as much, even. Mm-hmm. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. Um, <laughs> okay. Then I will so, never take uh, my eyes off you. Peel my eyes. And look Give me some super glue. Right. As they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared. <laughs> what the fuck? Drawn by horses of fire. What the fuck? It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Oh, my God. This is so stupid. Elisha uh, saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. I guess he did. Yeah. I mean, that's not fair. No. Fucking fiery horses. Right? What the fuck that's is that That's not shit? fair. I didn't even have a chance. Right. The hell, rigged game. But, you know, I got to say, Elijah has had one of the best deaths so far. Yeah, he has. In the Bible. Like, that was pretty, he got that was pretty picked up. fancy. There are some who say that since he didn't actually die and was carried by a whirlwind into heaven, uh-huh. that he is still alive today and that he is the only living person in heaven. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's a, that's a you know, fable things, story. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Legend? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then the river divided, and Elijah oh, went across. Wow, well, see there, he's got Coco, the power. Coco. I got the power. Right, yeah. Did you ever he's dance to that song? Got the power of Grayskull. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> but did you ever dance to that song? I don't think so. No. They played it at all the high school dances that I went to. I think that was before I was in high school. You're you're slightly oh, older yeah, than I am. So I I graduated in '93. <clears throat> when did you graduate? '96. Uh, oh my God, you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> when the group of prophets from Jericho saw from a distance what happened, they exclaimed, "Elijah's spirit rests within Elisha." Okay. And they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. You're cool, man. 
Yeah. They were like, Jeezy Pete's, sir, they said. Just say the word, and 50 of our strongest men will search the wilderness for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has left him on some mountain or in some valley. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What the fuck? No. (laughs) said, no, No, dude's dead. Do not send them. But they kept urging him until they shamed him into agreeing, and he finally said, all right, whatever, fuck, man, send them. Right. Right? Yeah, that's what he said. That's exactly what he right. said. exactly how he said it, too. For those new to the podcast, <laughs> I tend to add my own F-bombs. I gave up trying to edit Wife Out. Because it's better the way I'm saying it. It is. I mean, it's I'm not. I'm better. not arguing. I think. I think a lot of people agree. So yeah. there you have it. So fifty men searched for three days, but did not find Elijah. Okay, I, I wasn't expecting them to. No, right? Yeah. Elisha was still at Jericho when they returned. Didn't I tell you not to go, stupids? He asked. <laughs> One day, the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha. Uh, we have a problem, my lord. Red alert! They told him. Red alert, they said, huh? They said red alert. Okay, all right. This town is located in pleasant surroundings, as you can see, but, um, hey, so the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Oh, man, that's not good. Elisha said, bring me a new bowl with salt in it. I'll fix this shit. He's filling his oats. Yeah, he is. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it, and he said... This is what the Lord says. I have purified this water. With salt, huh? It will no longer cause death or infertility. Oh, my gosh. Good. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You can have all the babies now. Wow. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. It's amazing. And the water has remained pure. To this day? Ever since. Ever since. Just as Elisha said. Got it. Should have been to this day. Right, right. Elisha left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a group of boys from the town began mocking and making fun of him. That's not good. Rude. Go, go away, Baldy, they chanted. Oh, no, I know this story. Go away, Baldy. I know this story. What is this story? He's gonna, like, get a, they're going to get mauled by bears. Are you serious? I think so. I don't know this story. Oh, Why do you so, know this story? Because it's, po- it's popular. I, I like popular things. Just read it. Just read it. It's good okay. shit. Well, wait. Yeah, we don't have much to go. Elisha turned around and looked at them, and he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. What the fuck? How did you know that? Right? How did you know that? Because it, it pops up on you know social the media. Twitters and on whatnot. Twitters, yeah, and whatnot. From there, Elisha went to Mount Carmel and finally returned to Samaria. The end. I'm so upset. That motherfucker cursed 42 kids to die by bear. For calling them bald. For calling them bald to die by bear. I've called you worse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for that matter, you've called me worse. Right, right. I mean, Yeah, I just, I mean, that's not a good start. That seems assholish to me. They're kids. They're fucking kids. That is vindictive and shitty. Now, I don't, I'm not okay with them calling, you know, bald. No, but there was a better way to address that than killing them. Right. Like, that is not what you do with um, mean kids. Right. And you, you, yeah. And they're, they are just pointing out something that would, is probably true. I'm just saying, like, right. they don't just call someone baldy because, you know, they're not bald. They could have said, you are a hairy motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that, 
they, they wouldn't have just come up with that on their own. So, like, right. he's obviously got a, a complex about it, right? Oh, he doesn't like being bald. And so he cursed them. Cursed 42 kids. Were they, was literally all of them calling him baldy or whatever? Like, bald I, and whatever? I don't know. Like, 42 fucking kids get, and he just stood there and watched them get mauled by a bear. And Two then bears. He, and then Sorry. he just carried on, was like, mm, what you gonna do? Right? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. That is just, that's bad. That is, that is not what you do. No. You don't kill kids who are calling you names yes you could call them little assholes and scream get off my lawn right and shit like that but don't wish death upon them and don't put death upon them and you know if you're the guy that walks out with a shotgun definitely don't shoot them right you know oh like that's God. not how that goes maybe be like hey um i know your mom she's looking for you right you little cunt <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they're they're kids, they're kids, man. They're fucking kids. And you know what? Kids suck. And I say this as the mother of two of them. Right. Kids suck. They're going to be rude sometimes. But you don't kill them for sucking. You just don't kill them for sucking. Right. Now, granted, my kids never call people names like that. So right. So that means right. I am an awesome parent. Sure, sure. Or that my kids were awesome despite my right. <laughs> raising of them. Right. So I don't know which way you want to go. But there's a lot of kids in the world, and there's a lot of cussing kids in the world. Yeah. And there's a lot of mean kids that make fun of you in the world. Right. And you just don't kill them. Correct. That's that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and call this an episode. I guess we're going gonna, gonna to call it done. Yeah. I'm, I'm very dissatisfied. Bad Elijah. Bad Elijah. Okay. All right. So that was Second uh, Kings Chapter 2. It was indeed, sir. And tomorrow we'll be back with... Second Kings chapter three. Also, be on the lookout. Um, there's, we just put up a new Patreon episode, but you're receiving this episode. So if you want to check it out, we've got a uh, episode out now called, um, well, it's about it's about how we're lowbrow, yeah, and how people think of us as a podcast. So um, mm-hmm, definitely, mm-hmm. you know, it take two bucks a month gets you in there. You can listen to the episodes that we do special for our patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, and go and check that out. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye. Husband. Wife. What are we doing today? We're finally doing a Patreon episode. Fuck yeah, we are. Yeah. And uh, this one's called The Case for Course Discourse. Ooh, what's it about? Well, we've had some people say some things about our podcast and... Uh, just you know, we just want to address some of those things. That's all. Just wanted to talk it over and... Maybe that we're not mature. Maybe we say things a little too vulgar. I don't know. Or or we're not serious enough. Yeah. Things or, like that. Or we're too lowbrow to be taken seriously. Right. Right. Or we don't really know what we're talking about, which is funny because I mean, you know, we don't. Generally, <laughs> but we, we, we endeavor to find out. Right. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's essentially what we're talking about today. Uh, just yeah. kind of addressing some complaints we've run into over the last year or so of our podcast. So, But not really um, arguing against the complaints so much as discussing them and taking the complaints seriously. Sure. And to be fair, these are not from fans. Right. The complaints are not from you guys. No, no. They are from people who don't even give our podcast the time of day. So. No, they've never even listened to it. But... It's still something that we want to make sure that we are trying to understand what we might come up against and what has been said and how we feel about that. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so we've got a little bit of a, a thing, a few things to go over here, and we're going to get right into that, I think. So we'll see you on the other side of this break. Yep. This is a special Patreon episode, actually, which so, means that they need to go to Patreon and subscribe as a patron in order to listen to it. Okay, well, I guess that we are going to go do that now. Yeah, just head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse, become a member for as low as $2 a month, and you'll have access to all these special things and, and goodies, too. So, you know, go do that. So, this was just a teaser. Yeah, teaser. Okay, just Bye. checking. Okay. Bye. 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 Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? As I recall, Elijah got taken somewhere in a whirlwind with fiery chariot, oh, fiery chariots, and uh, and then uh, Elisha took over, and he got mad at some kids for calling him baldy. Yeah. And he cursed them, and then bears ate them, mauled yeah, them. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. That's so, exactly what happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, was- it was actually a really. Action-packed, crazy fucking <laughs> um, chapter there. It really was. Um, I I didn't expect all the things that happened, and I didn't expect that you had actually heard that story before. I didn't know it was coming. It kind of came out of nowhere, and it was like, just one, two, three, go. There it is at the end. Right? Like, it, it was, was like, the final paragraph. He cursed them, then they died, got mauled by bears. 42 of them. There yep. you go. Yep. Like wow. the last, I don't know, five sentences of the chapter. Right? That whole story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking nuts really is. All right. Well, that was uh, 2 Kings chapter 2. Yep. And today we're getting into... 2 Kings chapter 3. All right. Let's do this. Okie doke. Okay. 2 Kings chapter 3. Okay. Ahab's son. Call me Ishmael. <laughs> 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 It'll never I'm, not be old. I'm like, I hear the funny. name every time, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh here it goes God, again. Here it goes, yep. Well, I can't help it. You can't help it? I can't help it. Like, you can't, you, it, I it literally, has to come look, out? If I see the name Ishmael, obviously, and if I see the name e- Ahab, uh-huh. obviously. 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 Uh, okay. I can't help it. It's okay. just the way it is. I got it. I got it. Those names are ingrained in us at a very young age. Moby Dick. That's how it is. Right. Call me Ishmael. The first now that line. should be a T-shirt. Moby Dick. That's how it is. Moby Dick. That's how it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't even love that book. Okay. Right. But I'm just saying, you hear those names. You know the first line of that book. You know the names of the characters, and the ship is called the Pequod. You know. There's I hear you. I hear you. There's things you know. I hear you. Okay. You said it. Okay. Those things are said. So Ahab's son, Joram. Joram. Okay. Began to rule over Israel in the 18th year of King Jehoshaphat's reign in Judah. Okay. Remember, they're telling us the overlap. And this is right after his other son, Isaiah, or whatever the fuck his name was, mm-hmm. died. Because he died because he fell through the lattice. Oh, Remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. He reigned in Samaria 12 years. Okay. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Of course he did. Oh, but, but there's but, a caveat. Okay. But not to the same extent 
as his oh, father he's not and the mother. Worst. He's not the worst. He's not the worst. He's, he's bad. The, he's the second worst. But he's not the worst. He at least tore down the sacred pillar of Baal that his father had set up. Okay. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Nevertheless, he continued in the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had committed and led the people of Israel to commit. That poor Jeroboam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> King Misha. Oh, this is a new little section. Oh, okay. King Misha of Moab was a sheep breeder. Okay. Could you imagine being a king and breeding sheep? I mean, I bet he had people do it for him. I wonder... If um, kings and queens have hobbies like scrapbooking or chopping like, people's heads off, card making, like right. paper crafts, you breaking know? people's legs, um, collecting records, going to war. Stop! What? I'm trying to be for real. I was too. Like this guy is a sheep breeder. Yeah, and a king. I hear you. Okay, so his name is Misha of Moab. Misha of Moab. Mm -hmm. Okay. He used to pay the king of Israel an annual tribe of 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. Gotcha. He's he's the original Eminem. He used to. He is. Misha of Moab. You were waiting for me to speak. I was. I was. Because it it occurred to me right after you started speaking again. M of M. M M of M. (laughs) But did you hear he used to pay um, Israel? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that indicates, but he, he don't does know not more. anymore, right? But after Ahab's death, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. Oh man, fair enough. I mean, let if me the see first, what I could get away with. If the first son is dumb enough to fall through lattice work, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the second one can't be much better, right? Like, what you gonna do? Right. This this is the this is the consolation prize king. Yeah. So you think you're a tough guy, huh? Right. <laughs> So King Joram promptly mustered, <laughs> catch up and mustered the army of Israel and marched from Samaria. Okay. He catch up and mustered. He mustered the army, yeah. Yeah. On the way, he sent this message to King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Okay. Um, excuse me, the king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you join me in battle against him? Who did he send that to? Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, okay. And Jehoshaphat replied, Why, of course, you and I are as one. My troops are your troops, and my horses are your horses. Where do you think the, you know the saying, jumping Jehoshaphat? Mm-hmm. You think that has to do anything with this king? I would think so. I mean, I'm just curious. Like, Maybe he jumps. I'm now going to be listening know. for it, you know? Right. Then Jehoshaphat asked, What route will we take? We will take the attack from the wilderness of Edom. Joram replied. The king of Edom and his troops joined them, and all three armies traveled along a roundabout route through the wilderness for seven days. Okay. Roundabout route. Yeah. Yeah. You spin me right round, baby, right round about. (laughs) (laughs) But there was no water for the men or their animals. Oh, that's sad. What should we do? The king of Israel cried out. The Lord has brought the three of us here to let the king of Moab defeat us. Right. Oh, that was the wrong accent. That was not King I'm Jehoshaphat so, okay. right. that said it. That was one of the other kings. My okay. bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because now King Jehoshaphat of Judah asked, is there no prophet of the Lord with us? If there is, we can ask the Lord what to do through him. One of okay. King Joram's officers replied, so this is just some guy, Elijah, son of Jephat, is here. He used to be Elijah's personal assistant. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yep. Jehoshaphat said, yeah, the Lord speaks through him. Okay. 
He was jumping, 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 Jehosh- yeah, yeah, jumping Jehoshaphat. So the king of Israel, King Jehoshaphat of Judah, and the king of Edom went to consult with Elijah. Okay, Why- wait, oh, Elisha, Sha, Sha. Okay. Why are you coming to me, Elisha? The king asked. Elisha asked the king of Israel. Go to the pagan prophets of your father and mother. Like, why are right. you asking yeah, me? Like, I'm not, I don't have your answers. These aren't your gods. These yeah. aren't the gods you seek. These are not the gods you seek. Right. That's right. But King Joram of Israel said, No, for it was the Lord who called us three kings here, only to be defeated by the king of Moab. Mm. Okay. Elijah replied, As surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I wouldn't even bother with you except for my respect for King Jehoshaphat of Judah. Now, I guess bring me someone who can play a harp. Right. While the harp was being played, the power of the Lord came upon Elisha. And he said, now, hold on, before I tell you what the Lord said, if you were, like, um, about to prophesy for a king who doesn't even believe in your God and who praises other gods, wouldn't you ask for more than a harp? The Maybe? I would be like, okay, I'm going to need a few things. I'm going to need a really well-done steak, (laughs) dinner, and I would like some chocolate-covered strawberries for dessert. But God probably wouldn't like it if you used him to um, acquire things that are not due you. I need a lot of credits on my Audible account so that I can get all the audiobooks that I want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else would I need? I don't know. Some boots that would fit over my calves. Would they be made for walking? They would be made for walking, as a matter of fact. Is that just what they're going to do? That is just what they're going to do. Okay. Also, I want to fly to Europe. Okay? Got it. Yeah. So, those are the things I will need, please. Got it. Okay. Okay? Yeah. While the harp was being played, the power of the Lord came upon Elisha, and he said, This is what the Lord says. This is probably why we always like the harp playing here. Mm-hmm. Like it's why they associate it's associated with godly, you know, because he's, he's helping channel God with that harp, mm-hmm. right? Oh, <laughs> <bring>. <laughs> right? Sure, yeah. yeah. This dry valley will be filled with pools of agua. Oh man, water, water! That's awesome. You will see neither wind nor rain. I've seen fire and I've seen rain, <laughs> says the Lord. But this valley will be filled with water. Okay. Don't know where it's fucking coming from if you're not going to let mean, it it's rain. it's apparently going to come up from the springs or something. I guess that happens. Water Maybe. comes up from the ground. I mean, if there was a lot of rain upstream somewhere, I guess that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. You have plenty for yourselves and your cattle and other animals. But this is only a simple thing for the Lord, for he will make you victorious over the army of Moab. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why are you supporting them? They don't I, I don't even... get that. Like he's supported much. He's he's fought against people that were more godly than these people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but now he's support. Like I just I don't understand this. He's so willy nilly. Right. You will conquer the best of their towns, even the fortified ones. You will cut down all their good trees. <laughs> Stop up all their springs and ruin all their good land with stones. Oh. That's just rude. It really is. Don't ruin the good land with stones. We had a house one time. Somebody ruined our good yard with stones. Really? Yeah. The yellow house, remember? <gasps> oh, yeah. There's nothing but fucking stones. I thought you meant like somebody while we lived no. there came and dropped stones. No. When we moved in, the whole back was covered with stones. Yeah. And we thought that we would be able to like... Get it out. Get it out. But, but no, it just... 
was it like ever was present. Stones all the way down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I basically mowed rocks. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, don't fuck around with rocks on people's yards. The next day, at about the time when the morning sacrifice was offered, water suddenly appeared. <laughs> Water suddenly. No, that's not what I was. Never mind. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Every time Elijah's near. No. No. Okay. No. I like mine better. Okay, sorry. Don't go chasing waterfalls. It was flowing from the direction of Edom, and soon there was water everywhere. Awesome. See, it didn't come from nowhere. It came from Edom. Got it. Okay. Meanwhile, when the people of Moab heard about the three armies marching against them. They mobilized every man who was old enough to strap on a sword. You said strap on. (laughs) And they stationed themselves along their border. Okay. (laughs) Quote, unquote, sword. I made myself laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Strap on is never not funny. (sighs) Okay. Sorry. 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 I don't mean to kink shame. (laughs) Whatever you guys like. (laughs) Consent. Okay, Whew. but when they got up the next morning, the sun was shining across the water, making it appear red to the Moabites. Oh, some more red water. Like blood. Right. It's blood! Holy shit. The Moabites exclaimed. Yeah. The three armies must have attacked and killed each other. Woohoo! Yeah! Let's go, men of Moab, and collect the plunder. <laughs> they dumb fucked up. <laughs> you should never assume that red water is blood. I mean, yeah. And you should yeah. never assume this that... This is obviously God doing this, right? To, mm-hmm. to give them an easy victory? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, you should also never assume that red water, whether it's blood or not, came from armies that defeated each other. Right, right. Leaving you, like, the uncontested Yeah, it could winner. have been one massive fucking army that came up behind all of those armies and defeated them, and then they're, they're going to defeat you. I don't, you just don't know. You don't know. You what send it is. a scout. It could have been a fucking cow died in the stream and right. is bleeding. But down you the send a fucking scout, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, come on. But no, they they all went. When the Moabites arrived at the Israelite camp, the army of Israel rushed out and attacked them until they turned and ran. The army of Israel chased them into the land of Moab, destroying everything as they went. Okay. Remember they how they killed all the Moabites, but here yeah, they but are. they're still yeah. yeah. They destroyed the towns, covered their good land with stones. Oh, assholes. Of course. Stopped up all the springs. That's just rude. I thought Moab was protected by God. I don't remember. I just, I mean, it struck me that it was, like, that's why they didn't attack it back when Moses and all of them were camped right outside of it, so. Oh, you know know. what? I think you're right, but I think it was just that one time. It was not, like, a forever protection. It was just, like, a one-off. Got it. Cut down all the good trees. Like, Becky with the good hair. Yeah, yeah. This is Moab I'm assuming they're the talking trees. about like fruit trees and stuff. Probably. So, because remember how they're not supposed to, but that that meant doesn't. So, like there was a rule back in I think it was Leviticus where they're not supposed to cut down right fruit trees during war because mm-hmm. you know because they'll still bear fruit. Right. Yeah. So hopefully, I wonder if that's a contradiction. Probably. I mean, I don't know what good tree means here, but I mean right. to me, and you're living in a place where you know food is not abundantly available to everybody. Right. Fruit trees would be good trees, right? I would like, think so. I mean, I would classify them that way. I mean, I would, but I half the time don't know what the fuck they mean. Right. So. No, I agree. I agree. But there definitely was a rule not to cut down fruit trees. There was. You're right. Finally, only Kir Hariseth, Kir 
her Harriseth. Yeah, that and it no, it's a city. And oh, it's, that city. It's stone walls. Okay. Were left. Okay. But men with slings surrounded and attacked it. Slings. <laughs> Remember back in the day when they used to use slings? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Remember when they didn't use guns because all they had was fucking slings? I just I don't see how. Okay, you're shooting over a wall, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can see how straight on a sling would be handy, right? Mm-hmm. But like if you're aiming up, the the rocks are going to be coming down in an arch, and it's not going to be as effective if you shot them straight on. <laughs> right. So like to me, and I think that they've they've said they have arrows back then. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So why wouldn't you be using arrows? Because they're going to go up and then they still pierce when they come down. I have but like, no a idea. Sling seems pretty ineffective to me. It seems catapults. Now that would work because you know catapults shoot boulders and shit. But would you um, want to be in the catapult and get catapulted Fuck over, no. and then just arrive with your sword in hand and be all murdery? No, no, no. no. When the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, he led seven hundred of his swordsmen in a desperate attempt to break through the enemy lines near the king of Edom, but they failed. Mm-hmm. Then the king of Moab took his oldest son, who would have been the next king, and sacrificed him as a burnt offering on the wall. What the what fuck? What the fuck? This is Moab, right? Yes. Oh wow. What? I I'm I'm what? I I don't have an answer here. He he was losing, so he was so like, "Sorry, son. Us. Yeah, I got him. You gotta die. Sacrifice you. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's just the thing we do. I guess." So there was great anger against Israel. I'm stuttering. I'm just so aghast. Right. Okay. So there was great anger against Israel, and the Israelites withdrew and returned to their own land. The end. Wait. What? What? I'm I'm flabbergasted. The Israel who was fight- the Israelites were fighting the Moabites, right? Is that, yeah. is that Am I correct on that? Yes. So the guy sacrificed his son, and they just retreat away. Because there's anger at the Israelites. Yeah. I'm I'm thoroughly confused. I'm like, you're the one that killed your kid. Why are you mad at me? Right. I don't Sorry I was winning the war. But what does it you? what does it matter if they're mad or not? They were right. winning. Right. So what what is going like what's I don't understand what's I don't going understand on here. Either. That like obviously make... the, the Moabite guy was trying to invoke some god to help him, right? Right. And then apparently it worked. I don't know. Like that's what it seems like. Like I, I think this is one thing we need to write down and, and yeah, look up on our yeah. Q and A because I agree. I don't understand what just happened there. I don't either. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, and I, I feel like we've missed something. We often do. We often do, and I'll admit I was a little off today. I, I don't was know. I just too. felt a, I felt a little off. Well, today. I was yawning a lot. I was trying really hard not to yawn. And it just keeps being yawnish. You right, know? yeah. Like, I can't help it. It's, I think late. it's been I'm a tired. long week, you know? It's only Wednesday. Has it been a long week? It has. No, it's just the weekend was long and we, we're old. We don't recover. Right, right, we right. We don't bounce back. Yeah. We are bumbles and bumbles bounce, but we don't bounce anymore. <laughs> right. We lost our bounce. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. So. So we're gonna have to look shit up because we didn't. We didn't. We missed something. We clearly missed something. I don't. Or understand. or we didn't, and the Bible is just really confusing. I'm gonna put my money on that one if we're being honest. Right. Right. Okay. Well, at least we have something for the Q and A. Well, we had something already. It was the. Yeah. Beer no, I, we got something else for the Q and A. Be so. beal, beals above and balls above. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, that was Second uh, Kings chapter three. Yep. And tomorrow we'll be back with Second Kings chapter four. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? I mostly just remember being very confused because the one dude sacrificed his son. Like, out of the blue. To, to get the other guys to go away. He's like, oh, no, we're losing. Quick, kill my son. And then they went away. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I was kind of lost. Yeah. It so was very confusing. I'm, I'm really either hoping for some clarification in this chapter or looking forward to the Q&A on, right. sa- on a Saturday. Right. Because I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't either. I was, I was there very... was anger against Israel because how dare they win their war. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, but they didn't. They went away. Right. So like, what happened? They were winning, and then the Moab guy, um, king, sacrificed his son. Yeah, I know. And so then everybody was like, "Shame on you, Israel!" And so Israel was like, "Okay," and just and, left. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was like, "What? What's going on here?" It, it didn't make any fucking. It sense. didn't make any fucking sense. Well, let's see if we can get something to make sense today. Sounds good. All right. So that was Second Kings chapter three. Indeed, it was. And today we're going to be getting into Second Kings chapter four. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Kings chapter four. Okay. One day. One day. The widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Those damn creditors always wanting my sons as slaves. Right? The fuck? What can I do to help you, Elisha asked. Banned slavery? (laughs) Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil. Oh, shit. Sorry, I did it wrong. Okay. He says, tell me, what do you have in the house? And then she says, nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil. Oh, is this going to be one of those, like, endless flasks of olive oil or something? Probably. And Elijah said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. (laughs) Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Wow. Soon every container was full to the brim. Fucking amazing. Wow, you called that one. Right? Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. Because it just never runs out. There ain't no more. He told her. Okay. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. Oh. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the fucking olive oil and pay off your fucking debts, and (laughs) you and your fucking sons can live on what is fucking left over. Yeah. Okay, so that was the end of that Uh, little section. What's up? Like, lately there's these, like, endless... Endless. I just have this one little thing, and then they're like, We'll make it into lots of little things. It's the endless wine that... I know. We're prepping for Jesus, didn't you know? Right, but it's so ridiculous. No, I know. Like, no, if you have fucking nothing, you have fucking nothing. Yeah. And God is not reading. Like, this isn't fucking Avengers and and fucking, (laughs) uh, what's his face? Uh, Doctor Strange is not refilling Thor's beer glass. It's not happening. His Stein. His Stein, Stein, yeah. Yeah. 
No, I totally agree with you. It's ridiculous and silly, but it's supposed to be showing that God is allowing Elisha to perform miracles. And besides, how many other people are fucking... There are still there's slaves right now. Mm-hmm. God let all these other people be slaves. Right. What's special about these people? I guess they served Elisha. Well, she went to him. Yeah, no, I know. And I know. she was like, knock, knock, knock. Hello, please help me. So you have to ask. You got to go find a, a prophet. A human prophet. Yeah. Who you have a good relationship with mm-hmm. to excuse you from being slaves. Yeah. Instead okay. of God just coming down and being like, let's not do slavery. Right, like at all. Yeah, like, let's just not. You know, it's not a good thing, so. It doesn't require networking. Let's just not do slavery. Right, slavery, bad. Right. L- you know what? Let's just amend the fucking tablets, huh? Yeah. Like, I- I'm God. I can do that. Yeah, God can change his own rules. Yeah, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's God. Yeah. I mean, hypothetically. Right. Just saying. Well, okay, so that was that section. And we're right, moving on right. to another little section now. Okay, okay? yeah. One day... one day Elisha went to the town of Shunem a wealthy woman lived there and she urged him to come to her home for a meal okay after that whenever he passed that way he would stop there for something to eat she said to her husband I'm sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God you're sure huh I'm sure of it he didn't fucking say that he He is he comes here like every other week (laughs) Um, and sits at my table and doesn't say a goddamn word. <laughs> I'm just going to guess. hes I don't right. know if he is or not. It's the leather belt and the hair. Yeah, Only he is a was, hairy motherfucker. That was Elijah. So. But maybe it's a maybe it's like a thing with prophets, you know? Well, maybe they're all hairy with leather belts. I bet he is hairy with a leather belt. You think? Yeah. Let's build a small room for him on the roof. I hope they have battlements I up mean, there. I mean, you know. And furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Okay. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. That's so so nice of them, you know? You know what? I always build an extra room for the guy who stops by to have dinner at my house and doesn't tell me what his occupation is. Right. Yeah, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day. One day. One day. Elisha returned to Shunem and he went up to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant, Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. Oh, he's going to speak now. Mm-hmm. He hasn't told her anything about him, but right. now he's going to speak to her. Get he, her ass up here. He just needed a room first. Yeah. Okay. When she appeared, Elijah said to Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied. My family takes good care of me. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Yeah, what what can you do for her? Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son and her husband is an old man. Oh. Ah, call her back again, Elisha told him. When the woman returned, Elisha said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. Maybe she doesn't want, did you ask her? No, right? Does she want one? Maybe she doesn't want kids, which is fine. Like, you're allowed to not want kids in this world. Right. Jesus. Yeah. My kids don't want kids. But they just assumed, like, they're like, oh, she doesn't have a son. She needs one. Uh, Obviously. Obviously. She's a walking incubator. Right. That's what she's made for. Yeah. She doesn't get a choice in the fucking matter. Right. No, my lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Mm-hmm. Because she really is just a walking incubator. Okay. I'm nothing but a vagina with hands. 
But and sure now enough, I've got that image in my head. <laughs> but sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that time, the following year, she had a son, just wow, as Elijah had said. Wow, isn't that just so nice? I'm so glad it was a boy. Is, was it a boy? It was a boy? It literally said she had a son. Oh, I'm sorry. You were so, I'm tired. And you're so busy being a smartass. Yeah, I was, being busy. I was busy being a smartass for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. One day. One day. When her child was older, he went out to help his father, who was working with the harvesters. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, he cried out, My head hurts! My head hurts! His father said to one of the servants, Carry him home to his mother. So the servant took him home, and his mother laid him on her lap. But around noontime, he died. What the fuck? That is a fucking migraine. Jesus, that <laughs> escalated quickly. What the hell? I did not know that was coming. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I have a headache. Oh shit, I'm dead. That's kind of shitty. Like yeah. you give this woman I gave you a, a son, son I didn't, and then you kill him. I didn't say you would kill him. You don't get him. yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> she carried him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and left him there. She sent a message to her husband. Send one of the servants and a donkey so that I can hurry to the man of God and come right back. Are they gonna resurrect this fucking kid? I bet they resurrect this fucking kid. You think kid. so? I bet they do. You get, oh, I bet come they do. on now. I bet they do. I'm, if they resurrect this motherfucker, this is, <laughs> this, is, this is getting a little ridiculous. Should we take bets? Um, nah, nah. You don't want to take that bet? No. Why go today, he asked. It is neither a new moon festival nor a Sabbath. I, I have an idea why you go today. I mean. There's a dead body in your house. <laughs> You don't let a dead body they, just lie about until the next full I think, moon. I think why I'm guessing they're resurrecting this kid because they just aren't reacting like the way they should. No. They're not like, oh, tearing their clothes and, you know, like, right. whatever. They, this is their only son, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, go get the the holy man. He'll, he'll he, fix he'll it. He'll fix it, yeah. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Kids die all the He's time. He's only kind of dead. Right. <laughs> not not nearly, all the way. Nearly headless Nick. <laughs> nearly. <laughs> But she said, it will be all right. See, they're taken for granted. I know. I kind of hope he doesn't run. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. So she saddled up the donkey and said to the servant, hurry, don't slow down unless I tell you to. Yeah. As she approached the man of God at Mount Carmel, Elisha saw her in the distance. He said to Gehazi, look, the woman from Shunem is coming. Run out to meet her and ask her, is everything all right with you, your husband and your child? Yes, the woman told Gehazi. No. Everything is fine. <laughs> Correct. Right? My fucking son is dead. What the hell? Why what, did why did is, she tell is, the servant it's I all don't good? know. This is stupid. I, I don't understand the story. But when she came to the man of God at the mountain, she fell to the ground before him and caught hold of his feet. Gehazi began to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone. She's obviously deeply fucking trouble, but the Lord has not told me what it is. Okay. I. Why does the Lord? What does the I, Lord give a shit about this kid? This one kid. Why? I. I don't understand this story at all. Right. Then she said, "Did I ask you for a son, my lord? And didn't I say, don't deceive me and get my hopes up?" I mean, I mean, you had a son. Yeah. Did you mean that would live until old age? Right. That wasn't yeah. part of the deal. Right. Then Elijah said to Gehazi, "Get ready to travel." Take my staff and go. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Go quickly and lay the staff on the child's face. What the fuck? 
But the boy's mother said, As surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I won't go home unless you go with me. Okay. I mean, she's okay. I mean, what? You believe in magic, but only kind of magic. Right. Only if he comes with you magic. I guess. He's like, my stick is magic. Can't you just take my stick? Right. It's fine. It'll what be the fine. Fuck? I mean, was his stick literally just going to resurrect the kid? I guess. He was supposed to put one the... one hell of a stick. He was supposed to put the stick on the kid's face. I don't see sticks like that laying around these days. No. No. <laughs> so Elisha returned with her. Gehazi hurried on ahead and laid the staff on the child's face. Okay. See? Yeah. But nothing happened. Of course, yeah. They oh, need they no. needed Elisha there, you know. It's a good thing he went with it's, her. He's probably gonna like hover over him like mm. Elijah did with that other kid. You know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't was... it Elijah that did that? I forget. Somebody who re- Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Elijah. I think so. Yeah, he did I the last resurrection. Right. Yeah. These Elijah people they're right? always bring people back from the dead. Yeah. Mm, sorry I'm yawning. Mm, it's yeah. late at night. It is. There was no sign of life. None. He returned to meet Elisha and told him, my dude, the child is fucking dead. <laughs> when Elijah arrived, the child was indeed fucking dead, yeah. lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. I mean, we can assume that's what he did because we weren't there after he right, shut the door. Right, yeah. He may have done something else for all we know. Right, yeah. I mean, why would you shut Whatever. the door? I don't, I mean, Weird. he's got to talk to the Lord, you know? You can't have company? I... I, mean, I bet he desecrated that body. That's nasty. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? That's just horrible. Then he laid down on the child's body. That See, he's doing exactly what Elijah did. Placing his mouth on the child's mouth. What the fuck? His eyes on the child's eyes. Um, and his hands on the child's hands. <laughs> <laughs> his hands, his hands, his hands. Oh, as he stretched out on him. This just doesn't sound right. Hmm. The child's body began to grow warm again. That Okay. If you if you were dead, right? And then you came back to life and there is some man just laying on you. <laughs> <laughs> when you be get the fuck off me. Yeah. Yeah. Elijah got up, walked back and forth across the room once and then stretched himself out again on the child. Okay. What? This doesn't feel right. I mean, apparently this is the way you resurrect people. This time the According boy, to the Bible, anyway. This time the boy sneezed seven oh. times and opened his eyes. Wow. Huh. Then Elisha summoned Gehazi. Call the child's mother, he said. And when she came in, Elijah said, here, take your fucking son. She fell at his feet You're and bowed before him. You're adding a lot of uh, ad-lib here. Uh, I'm a little annoyed, quite frankly. Okay. Because... Because she just gets her child to come back to life, huh? Right. It's it's pretty... Um, it's hateful. Because yeah. I have a friend whose child died. And right. it's just fucking hateful is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if this is a thing that could happen, why isn't it happening? Right. So, yeah, I'm a little fucking... Peed. And they make it seem like it's just like, you know, like easy what? peasy. Right? What? What? Like, some kid died. I'm just going to go resurrect him. I mean, okay, she thought whatever. it was. E- she was just like, what? I'm just going to go talk to the holy man. It'll and be like, fine. they don't even really have to do anything special towards God. Like Elijah, Elijah had to go in there and like pray or something. This guy just but, was like, like, there's nothing else special about it. They're just like, let's resurrect him. Doopy doopy doo. Lay a stick on his face. I'll spread out. Put my mouth on his mouth. We're good. Yeah, that's gross. She fell at his feet and bowed before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she took her son in her arms and carried him downstairs. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, that was that section. Now we've got, oh, another, we've got section. another section. Okay. Yep. 
So now, now we've had another resurrection. Mm-hmm. Another fucking resurrection. Yeah, we've had two now, right? Yeah. Okay. And God just recently started resurrecting people. Yeah. That wasn't a thing. I don't know what's going on, but he's like, eh, I'm bored. Let's resurrect a couple kids. It was just this one little time period. These editors felt like it was very important Apparently, to, yeah. to make some magic big. Right, right. Elisha now returned to Gilgal, and there was a famine in the land. Oh, no. They're always having a famine. Yeah. One day, as the group of, one day, <laughs> as a group of prophets was seated before him, he said to a servant, "Put a large pot on the fire and make some stew for the rest of the group." One of the young men went out into the field to gather herbs and came back with a pocket full of wild gourds. A pocket full a pocket of shells. Pocket full of wild gourds, huh? Okay. Rally around the family with a pocket full of shells. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> What is, is I that? feel like you're a little slap happy tonight, you no, know? No, but what song is that from? Pocket Full of Shells from Rage Against the Machine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Right. Well, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Anytime I hear something about pockets that's you gotta, and what's that in you, your pocket, huh? it's obviously a pocket full of shells. Right, right. <laughs> obviously. Right. <laughs> Only I didn't really understand the song when I first heard it, and so I literally thought he had, like, seashells in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's got a pocket full of shells. Yeah, yeah. That's... And snails. and, mm-hmm. and... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dum-dum. Whatever. He shredded them, the pocket full of gourds. Yes, those. Sorry, and... it's been a while since I know, I, I know. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. And put them into the pot without realizing they were poisonous oh shit oh this can't go good no oh poison what you gonna do some of the stew was served to the men but after they had eaten a bite or two they cried out man of god there's poison in this fucking stew (laughs) so they would not eat it well yeah i mean if there's poison in it you don't eat it elijah said eep my bad (laughs) (laughs) bring me some flour Cool. What, is he going to, like, purify the poison mm-hmm, mm-hmm, away? Then he threw it into the pot and said, nah, it's all right. Go ahead and eat. And then they... <laughs> what? And then it did not harm them. Okay. He didn't even, like, pray over it. He just nah. threw some flour in? It's magic flour. F- fuck that. It it's touched, fucking bullshit. It touched his stick. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he stirred it with his magic stick. Oh. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm re- I'm ready. One day. One day. <laughs> a man from Baal Shalasha. Yeah, that place. Brought the man of God a sack of fresh grain and 20 loaves of barley bread. That was nice of him. Made from the first grain of his harvest. Wow. Elijah said, "Give it to the people so they can eat." Yeah. He's like, "I got God. What? I'm I'm right. good. I'm, I'm good." What? <laughs> His servant exclaimed, feed a hundred people with only this? But Elijah repeated, give it to the people so they can eat, for this is what the Lord says. Everyone will eat, and there will even be some left over. Oh, my God. Like, I'm so sick of them fucking the never-ending dish and the fucking resurrecting children. Never-ending food. (laughs) (laughs) And when he gave it to the people, there was plenty for all and some left over. Wow. Just as the Lord had promised. The end. When did the Lord promise that? The he fucking didn't. Elisha promised that. Yeah, he didn't, didn't promise The Lord that. didn't say shit about it. Nope, nope. The Lord was just getting called on a lot. And he's like, miracle here, miracle right? there, miracle here and everywhere, but not there, or there, or there, or there, or there, just here. 
Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that song was, but it seemed it like something. Song, yeah. It seemed like something God might hum. It's, I think it's on iTunes. You should look it up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> okay. That's uh, it. So yeah, that that's it. Yep. That was okay. it. Okay. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I'm just no. <laughs> it's too fuck, stupid. Fuck this stupid shit. Okay. But uh, that was Second uh, Kings chapter four. It fucking was. It that fucking is true. Was. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow we will be back with Second Kings chapter five. We will see you guys then. Bye. Husband, wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, I remember that there was a second resurrection. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And some who, who was resurrected? Uh, some kid that was. Wasn't that wasn't it Elisha had a room that he was like staying in and then he gave this lady a kid, kind of, I that guess. That died. That died. <laughs> and then he then he died from a fucking massive headache. And and then then he came and resurrected. he he laid over the kid. He did. He laid on put the his kid. mouth on a kid. Yeah. And his eyeballs on the kid. <laughs> and and he resurrected that kid. It sounded really creepy. Yeah. Yeah, and then, oh, Elisha tried to poison everybody, but then he put some flour in it. It was all good. Right. Yeah, so there was that. I don't think Elisha was trying to poison them. Whatever. That that, I didn't mean he was trying to poison them. He put the poison in the soup, and then the soup attempted to poison them. The soup attempted to poison them. And then they were like, hey, dude, it's poison. And he's like, here's flour. And they're like, okay, it's all better now. Magical flour. Magical flour. And there was endless oil and endless um, everything. Yeah. Jar- well, I mean, not jars. They ran out of jars. They did run out of jars. Yep, for sure. So many miracles. Yeah. You would think Elijah was Jesus or something. I, You know? So that was uh, 2 Kings chapter 4. It was. And today we're going to be reading... 2 Kings chapter 5. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night, which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, Second Kings chapter five. Okay, here we are on a Friday. Yeah. Okay, I think there's going to be more miracles coming. Is that what you think? Yeah, based on the headline, I think that there's going to be more <laughs> miracles. The king of Aram. Okay. Yep, the king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, Naaman, that guy, Naaman, <laughs> the commander of his army, because okay. through him. The Lord had given Aram great victories. Well, that was nice of the Lord. And it was nice of Aram to recognize his captain. Yeah. Captain, my captain. Right. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. 
Oh, well, he's supposed to not be... He's not... He's supposed to be quarantined, he's you know? He's supposed to be away. Especially if the... I'm mean, like, this This is Lord's stuff going on. Yeah. And Lord's giving... That's like, unclean. That's not... That's against Lord's, the Lord's rules. That's unclean. Like, did you read Leviticus even? Right? Jesus. Do you even Bible? Right? <laughs> At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a young girl... Who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. You know, okay. the way you just drive around and you just pick up people. Whether That one's yours. Yeah. And then you just give them, like, you put yeah. a bow on their head and say, <laughs> Happy happy birthday. I bought here's, you here's a, a maid. Girl. I, got, I got you a slave. Right, yeah. Yeah. One day, the girl said to her mistress, Sigh. I wish my master would go to see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. Yeah. Or they could, you know, quarantine him like in Levi- like I'm just saying, to. you know. Like, yeah, this is fuck? not okay. There's like leprosy camps and stuff. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. there used to be. Well, there were. Is it in not such times. a big deal anymore? I don't know. Okay. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet, the king of Aram told him. I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying as gifts 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. Damn, that's a lot of fucking get. Like, that's a lot. lot. Please take away my leprosy. Lama, lama, ding, dong. You must have been pretty fucking rich. Mm Mm-hmm. 10 sets of clothing. Right? I don't even have 10 sets of clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. The letter to the king of Israel said, With this letter, I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of le- of his leprosy. Okay. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, This man sends me a leper to heal? Am I a god that I can give life and take it away? I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. <laughs> what? This literally just made no sense. Right? Yeah, wow. Like, what, what? You have all these prophets, including Elisha. He also Elisha. sent a fucking shit ton of silver and gold. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that that would should clear up the, you know, picking a fight thing. They are always doing that, though. This is not the first time that somebody has come bearing gifts and been accused of right, warfare. Right, that's it's true. bullshit. Yeah. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why you so mad, bro? <laughs> Is that what he sent? He said, why you so upset? Oh, okay. Yeah. Send Naaman to me, stupid head, and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. Mm. You know, unlike you, fuckface. Right. Right. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. Want to take bets on whether or not he gets healed of leprosy? I bet he gets healed of leprosy. I think he's going to get healed of leprosy. Pretty sure that's going to happen. Okay. But Elijah sent a messenger out to him with this message. Okay. Go and wash yourself seven times. Maybe that's all it takes to cure leprosy. In the Jordan River. (laughs) Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. This isn't a fucking miracle. This is just bathing. So wait, when you say wash seven times, does that mean like you have to walk into the water and then walk out and be like one? Yeah, I guess. Or does it mean you could stay in the water and you could be like, I scrubbed. That was one. And then... No, I'm like, thinking. I, I think you gotta. Again. I think you gotta do it seven times. 
So, but what do you consider a bath, though? Do you walk in and then walk out, or do you have to walk you gotta, in and You got to dry off first, you know? You got to dry off oh, and get Oh, you got to dry off? Yeah. Why do you think that? Like, what makes you think that? Well, because otherwise it would only be one really long time. Really? Yeah. Even if you walked out and then walked back in? Well, you can't. You still got water dripping from you, so yeah. This only counts as one. I guess it's like if you go to the pool, even if... um. You get out of the pool, you're still, like, pooling, right? Mm -hmm. You're doing the pool that day. Right, right. Okay, all right. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. Dude, I thought he would certainly come out and meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord as God and heal me. Yeah, that would be Oof. so much cooler. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Parpar, Farpar? Far par. Yeah. Better than any of the rivers in Israel. Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? Fuh, man. Yeah, there's so many better rivers than that the one. Jordan. The Jordan. Jeez. Yeah. He's stupid. I mean, has he not heard of all the miracles? I, don't I guess know. not. Yeah. So Naaman turned and went away in rage. Didn't even try it, huh? Didn't even try it. Well, like, that sounds stupid to me. Like, okay, let me ask you this. If you got cancer, say, that would be like today's horrible sure. thing, right? Yeah. And you went to doctors and they all tried to cure you, but it wasn't happening. So you're like on your deathbed or whatever. And then somebody's like, okay, I know this sounds hooky, but I've been to this spiritual healer who um, made my whatever disease go away. Yeah. Wouldn't you just be like... Yeah, okay, you just go along. Right? Like, like this, what do you got to lose? This sounds stupid, but I don't mind being stupid. I've got a disease. Right. Right? Right. I'll try. I don't yep. care. Exactly. But his officers tried to reason with him good and said, um, sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go wash and be cured. Right. Doy. Yeah. They're like, hey, hey, Naaman, can you not be stupid, sir? Right. Like, just try. Just try. Why not try? Yeah. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And guess what? He got cured of leprosy? His skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. I'm so shocked. Right? Yeah. This is amazing. Right? Yeah. I never saw it coming. No, never. Plot twist. Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him, and Naaman said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel, so please accept a gift from your servant. So God's only in Israel, huh? Yep, mm. that makes sense. I guess I guess we're all just screwed. The rest of the world is fucked. Right. I mean, that's kind of like America's God right now. They're like, nope, he's white and he lives here. In, in Texas. Guess. But according to the Bible, he only lives in Israel. So that would, you know, if God were real, that would explain why we're having such a hard time over here. But how many American Christians have read the Bible? Like none. None. <laughs> but Elijah replied, as surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept any gifts. And though Naaman urged him to take the gift, Elijah refused. Mm, what a good guy. Yeah, just such a nice guy. Then but he, he also has kids mauled by bears. Right. So, so just I mean, to be clear, like, you know, he's, he's not, not that a nice guy. Right, yeah. Then Naaman said, I, but please allow me to load two of my mules with earth from this place and I will take it back home with me. From now on, I will never again offer burnt offerings or sacrifices to any other God except the Lord. Okay. However, may the Lord pardon me in this one thing. 
When my master, the king, goes into the temple of the god Ramon to worship there and leans on my arm, may the Lord pardon me when I bow too. That's fair. He's like, look, I am totally on board with your king. Sounds awesome. I'm all here for it. But I also have a life and a job. Right, right. So could you just not be mad when I go along with the king? Yeah. He's I, like, sure. forgive me, please. Right. I have principles, but I'm not going to die for them. <laughs> <laughs> go in peace, Elisha said. So Naaman started home again. Okay? Yeah, sure. Good. Good, good, good. Right. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, my master should not have let this Aramean get away without accepting any of his gifts. As surely as the Lord lives, I will chase after him and get something from him. For yourself, maybe. Oh, Gehazi. Right? Like, what the fuck, man? You can always depend on Gehazi to fuck it up. (laughs) So Gehazi set off after Naaman. When Naaman saw Gehazi running after him... He climbed down from his chariot and went to meet him. Um, is everything all right? Naaman asked. Yeah, Gehazi said. But my master has sent me to tell you that two young prophets from the hill country of Ephraim have just arrived. He would like 75 pounds of silver and two sets of clothing to give to them. Oh, Oh, okay. hmm, Okay. Yeah. By all means, take twice as much silver, Naaman insisted. I mean, yeah, I could see Naaman's like, you guys healed me of leprosy. Right. Fucking, I was trying to give you this anyway. Right, right. He doesn't know. Right. He gave him two sets of clothing, tied up the money in two bags, and sent two of his servants to carry the gifts for Gehazi. Mm. But when they arrived at the citadel, Gehazi took the gifts from the servants and sent the men back. Then he went and hid the gifts inside of course, his house. because they weren't for fucking Elisha. Right. He did it, and right. he took them for himself. When he went into his master, Elisha asked him, where have you been, Gehazi? Yeah, buddy. I haven't been anywhere, he replied. Oh, you're fucked, man. Yep, yep. But Elisha asked him, don't you realize that I was there in spirit when Naaman stepped down from his chariot to meet you? This guy sounds too close to a fucking god, like a living god. He's Jesus. Right? Like, this is some bullshit. this miracle dude that resurrects people. I... Like, this he's, is weird. He's Old Testament JC. Right? Like He's like you would, Jesus OC. OG. Like, we're, we, we must have been, like, just this close to, like, worshiping Elisha instead of Jesus. Yeah, I you think know? so. Is this... Okay, so, um, dude is continuing. Right. Is this the time to receive money and clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and cattle and male and female servants? Because you have done this. You and your descendants will suffer from Naaman's leprosy forever. Oh, wow. Shit. Man, just fucking screwed all your descendants, man. Right? When Gehazi left the room, he was covered with leprosy. (laughs) His skin was white as snow. The end. (laughs) Jesus. That's so funny because when um, a lot of fairy tales are like white white as snow. snow, And like Snow White is supposed to be all good and stuff. Oh, yeah. Isn't that funny? I want, yeah. But white as snow, Snow White means you're covered with leprosy and you're gross and sick. Right, yeah, yeah. You nasty. Well, that's, uh, Okay. I mean, I mean that's a heavy price to pay for stealing. It really is. Like really I'm is. not saying that Gahazi. I don't know. I don't God's know been kind of hands off, and then all of a sudden now, mm-hmm. just because this dude's like Elisha's servant, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm gonna kill you, or I'm not, or no, I'm not, I'm gonna punish you and your whole fucking, you know, all your kids and everything. Like if you found out, let me ask you this: you get cursed, right? And you sure. get leprosy, and you've been told all of your progeny are gonna get it too, right? When you just not have kids and let it die with well, you, well, yeah, of course. Like 
I'm just gonna not get. Uh, who would want to fuck me anyways? Well, I have leprosy. It doesn't matter. You're a man, and and they're women, and it's the fucking Iron Age. <sighs> so you're saying that your leprosy nasty dick is gonna fuck people? I'm just saying you're gonna rape. You nasty. I'm. I'm not going to. Okay. Just to be clear. Okay. But we are talking about Iron Age dumb fucks. Nasty men. So, I'm just saying. Like, that's probably going to happen. I always come across as a man-hater, but I'm like, but men are rapey. Generally speaking. In the Bible, they certainly are. Right, yeah. And, yes, men get raped, but, like, the vast majority of people who do the raping are men. Right. So, gross. I'm sorry. I'm not a man-hater. I'm just, like, a rape-hater. Yeah. You know? No, I'm, I I'm with you there. Fair. I'm a rape hater, too. I'm glad you are. Yeah. Neither of us wants to be raped, and neither of us wants other people to get raped. That's right. That's right. Even, you know what? Even McConnell, I wouldn't wish rape on him. No, but he can fall down a flight of steps or something. I would I would not really cry. really badly bruised. He, if he fell off of a house that didn't have battlements. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely. I mean, I don't want him to die. I'm, I'm not trying to wish death on him, but if but he like, was dead, I wouldn't like, cry. Severely hurt would be funny. Like, you remember when he it was all bruised up a while back? Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, okay, it's not nice to laugh at other people's pain, but it's just that he has caused so much pain right? for yeah. millions of people. No, it's all relative, you know? It is all relative. It's like, would you wish um, harm on Hitler? Like, uh-huh. my automatic answer is, of course. Right. And then I'm like, oh, God, what kind of person am I? I'm wishing harm on another person. But. It's it's the age-old question of, like, if you could go back and kill Hitler as a child. Right. Would you? And I want to say yes, because it would save millions. Right. But it's a kid who hasn't committed a crime yet. Right. Exactly. So, that's so hard. It's a hard question, right? I'd probably do it, though. If I mean. I'm, if I'm being honest, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel disgusting the rest of my life. Right, right. But I think I would rather feel disgusting over one death for the rest of my life that I caused rather than the millions that I let happen. But then you got to you got to also ask did did uh Hitler happen because of Hitler or did Hitler happen because of a movement that would have happened anyway? And did God move his heart to do that? <laughs> <laughs> So I've heard, I've heard that this is a thing that comes up as an argument all the time on things is that, um, you know, technically um, Hitler claimed Christianity, but he was basically an atheist. Like if you really dig into it, he was kind of an atheist. Oh, are you serious? Uh, To some extent, but he used Christianity to motivate his, uh, you know, Nazis. Kind of like Trump. Yeah, yeah, no, and that, that, that was that was the parallel I was trying to draw. Oh, is that like, yeah, it's very it's very similar because you know I don't believe for a second that Trump believes in God or knows the first goddamn thing oh, about God. He doesn't. That is, he, uses, he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck about God. Right. It's not that he believes or doesn't believe. It's not even something he thinks about. Right. He uses that for his platform. He yeah. uses it to gain followers. Yeah. He uses it to further his message. That's all. Yeah. That's all he does. Yeah. And you know it is whatever. That's yeah. all. I don't know where I was going with that. I was just, you know, speaking more. Crusty. Crusty. I just was thinking of the last words of this passage. Um, his skin was white as snow. And then <laughs> I was just like, crusty? leprosy, crusty. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. I don't even know what the fuck nowhere. leprosy looks like. So 
I mean, isn't it like flaky skin and stuff? Like Maybe. eczema times 10? I guess. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm glad it's not a thing anymore. Right. No, that's great. All right. Well, that's, I think, all we got because we're just going on about nothing. Uh, that's the best me. That's Yeah. So that was uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. Indeed, it fucking was. And tomorrow is actually going to be Saturday, which means that we'll be doing our Q&A. We will be doing our Q&A. That is correct. Right. I was waiting for you to chime in there, but you just kept looking at me like because with a blank like, face. So Because I thought it was something special, and I was like... <laughs> it's but, always something special. Okay, but I thought it was something special different, and so no. I was like... What am I forgetting? No. What am I forgetting? But on Sunday, we'll have Sacrilegious Book Club. Yeah, that. As and well as our weekly replay. The weekly replay. And then we'll be back on Monday, as always, with the next chapter of Second Kings, which will be six. That was my part. I'm sorry. I'm I fucked sub- it. I'm sorry. I I'm fucked it all up. I'm supposed to say. Go ahead. You're supposed to go. Go ahead. So, and, and then on Monday, we'll be back with. Second Kings, chapter six. There. And everything's better now with the world. Almost is. I mean, just for that moment in time right there when you said it. it, Everything for that moment right there. It felt gross when you did it. It was better. I I kept waiting for you to shut up. Yeah, I didn't shut up. And then you didn't shut up. You just kept talking. I didn't. You're right. It made made my stomach hurt. I was like, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm sure that there were listeners out there that were like, no. (laughs) I mean, I was. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? I do. Do you know what today is? Today is Q&A Saturday. That's the one. It is. Yeah. So we had some questions. We did have some Qs. And now we're going to answer them? I have some As. You have some As. Yeah. Okay. So one of our questions was about the difference between Beelzebub and Ballzebub. Yeah. And the other one was about that guy who sacrificed his son and then the Israelis. I said Israelis. Yeah, no. That is not correct. Israelites. The Israelites. I apologize. That was so wrong. Yeah. Um, The Israelites um, were like, oh, sorry you're mad at me and I'm winning. Bye. Right. And we were like, what? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go answer some cues. Okay. All right. Okay, so about Beelzebub and Ballzebub. Beelzebub and Ballzebub. <laughs> <laughs> and also Beelzebul. And Beelzebul? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here's the short answer. All right. They're the same. Got it. Okay. Yeah. You want a little bit more details on that, I though? suppose. Sure, let's do it. Okay, so Beelzebub and Ballzebub yeah. are the same, and they are associated with the Canaanite god Baal. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And then Beelzebul is another one that we see somewhere at some point at some point down the road and that is derived from a philistine god oh interesting and um beelzebul is also the same name as satan okay got it beelzebul is yeah i thought because i've heard beelzebub associated with satan before they are kind of all it just depends on which part you're reading what thing you're reading got it okay so in christian times Lucifer came to be regarded as the name of Satan before his fall. Okay. So Lucifer was the angel. Got it. And then he fell, and then he became Satan. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Satan is the prince of devils. Beelzebub is the lord of flies and the lord of dung. The lord of flies, huh? Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. You never heard that? No. Oh. I knew and that dumb, one of them huh? was the Lord of Flies. You are dumb. No, I said dumb. I said dumb. <laughs> well, uh, then he said I'm dumb. <laughs> no, I, I did not. <laughs> well, you are, though. Oh, okay. But yes, dung like doo-doo. Got it. Okay? Yeah. And then Lucifer, of course, is the fallen angel of light, or the light bearer, or the morning star, or the herald of the dawn. Got it. Okay? So, so it a- sounds like even when it comes to who the fuck Lucifer, Satan, yada, yada, yada is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of confusion even there. It, there is. And um, sometimes it's all one entity. Sometimes it's um, various things that fall under like one like satan is the big one and all of the other ones fall under him sometimes they're all various demons and devils right so it just but it seems like in like um you know just common vernacular today Mm -hmm. most of the it was bad in the bible is also considered the devil right like you know like when we're just talking belzebub and 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 lucifer and Mm -hmm. um you know, whatever, like they, they all kind of refer back to that same entity. So, yes, but I have, um, a thing to push back on that a little bit. Okay. Like you said that, um, with regard to the Bible, that it's like the devil or the evil thing in the Bible. Sure. Sure. In the old Testament, Satan is viewed as the prosecutor of Yahweh's court. Interesting. Like, particularly, um, the example given was the the book of Job. Okay. Um, he's not regarded as an adversary of God, Got but it. a tool of God and as the prosecutor. Like so that arm. He only became the devil devil because people misread him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then and then also the New Testament and um, Christianity onward, um, they had to have a bad guy. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, it's not our fault when we're evil. It's this, the devil's fault. The devil's fault. Right. And, of course, there's the question of, right, but the devil is something that God made. So, right, right. You know, there's that argument back and forth. And that's yeah. where you get a lot of, like, current television that has a sympathetic view of the devil or that, um, like the show Lucifer, right? You know, shows just this um, humanizing and, like I said, sympathetic take on it to, I mean, to try to make the story a little bit more palatable, right? I mean, the devil did go down to Georgia. He did, right? He did, yeah. but he lost that contest, he from did. what I heard. He did, yeah. So um, Satan's task. In that whole, uh, not an adversary, but just a prosecutor. Yeah. His task is to roam the earth, seeking out acts or persons to be reported adversely to the king. Okay. So he's so, a tattletale, essentially. Yes. Okay. And his function, thus, is the opposite of that of the eyes of the Lord. So, like, the angels and stuff. Yeah. Which roam the earth, strengthening all that is good. Got it. Okay. Except for that one time when they blocked ba- um, Balaam's passage to, and then almost killed him. That was Balaam. He, Balaam, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't strengthening anything there. He was just ready to kill him. Yeah. So yeah. again, it just depends on what part of the Bible you're reading. Right. And also, God sent the people of the the angels to destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the two cities? The um, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And so they were. They did not strengthen anything there, other than you know, God's a dick. Well, yeah. So one might say that they were um, supporting God by getting rid of evil. Sure. 
but I think that's a stretch. That is definitely a stretch. So through his subordinate demons, Satan can take possession of human bodies, afflicting them or making them diseased. Interesting. And that's where you get shows like what we're watching currently on Paramount is Evil. Right. It is so good, you guys. It's actually an award-winning show. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that were, as far as quality, that we were like, "Eh." Okay. But it's fine. Let's just say the acting is phenomenal, right? right the right. acting is phenomenal. Some of the characters, like the daughters, we just are like, Ugh. stop. Just yeah. stop. Yeah, we, the daughters are we trash. We hate the daughters. We hate the way the daughters are written. The actresses are fine, and the daughters would be fine if they were written less annoying. Right. And um, the main character girl is not defined enough in her agnosticism and in her possession yeah, or I whatever. Think, I think that's where it lacks is the, the writing has fallen a little short here and there. Yeah. Like it's a good enough show, but like the writing falls short occasionally. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's it. But this is not a review about the, the show evil. No, so. I just really like to talk about TV. Right. Because I watch it. Right. So, okay. And, you know, we're talking about the devil. And so it's interesting to talk about what kind of shows that paint the devil in various lights. Right. So, you know, in, in the show Lucifer, we've got the devil is this nice guy who was misunderstood. You right. know, and then in Evil, it's definitely this adversary and the Lord of Flies, and he is very evil. Right, right. So it's just interesting that this one entity can create so much storyline and diversity in personality. Well, and TV likes to write about the devil a lot more than they do about God. Well, sure. Generally speaking, I would say. Good is boring. Good good (laughs) is kind of boring, yeah. So, okay, that was that question. Okay. So, the next question was um, the three kings, uh, Jehoshaphat, and I forget who the other two were, um, they joined up and they were going to attack the Moabites. Okay. Remember? Yeah. And then the Moabite king was like, oh, no, we're losing or whatever. And so he's like, I'm going to kill my son. I'm going to, like, sacrifice him and stuff. Right, right. Right? Yeah. And so we were like, wow, what? That escalated quickly? Jesus Christ. Right. So that act showed how desperate the king of Moab was following his defeat on the field. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he did this to honor his pagan gods. Okay. And to show his own people his determination to defeat, to prevent defeat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was a show of strength that he did this, not desperation. Sure. Okay? I get that. And hold on. I'm not done. Okay. Okay. So when the Israelites saw this, particularly Jehoshaphat, they were like, Jesus Christ, this guy's not going to quit. Like he just sacrificed his own fucking son to pagan gods. Right. And so. They realized at that point that they could keep fighting and they could knock down a lot, but they were never going to be able to match that amount of will. Because mm. to Jehoshaphat was of God or whatever, yeah. but he was still not all in, right? And the other two were not God at all. Right. They were right. all kind of bad, right? Yeah, yeah. So they didn't have this, well, we've got God on our side, so we'll just keep fighting. But God was technically on their side. Technically, but not, they didn't trust in him. 
You know what I mean? They were not godly so, people. Okay, and that and that's fine. That's fine. But like in the past, though, and this is what bothers me, I guess, is that in the past, if God was on the side of whoever, generally mm-hmm. the Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody questioned their faith by not doing what was expected of them, mm-hmm. they would be punished. Absolutely. But here's the thing. They did not reach out and ask God for help, and they were not instructed in any way. So they weren't disobeying because they hadn't asked for help. Okay. They were just stumbling around in the dark doing their thing. Got it. So, like, essentially, God's not very much in control right now. Mm-mm. Like, God is kind of secondary to even, like, pagan gods and stuff. Yeah. And and that is a big deal. Like, even the Bible is admitting it by saying this pagan god was, sac- like, they, this, this king sacrificed mm-hmm. his son to this pagan god, and the Israelites stopped in their tracks and yeah. fucking quit fighting. Yeah. Because this god... This according to what was written, mm-hmm. this God and and the possibility of it existing or whatever was more powerful mm-hmm. than Yahweh, because they were not fully on board with Yahweh. No, I get it, I get so, it. But like, it's literally in the Bible that yeah. God essentially was defeated by another God. In, yes, in, and in, no. In it a was, way, it was the people's lack of faith and lack of living correctly. The people were defeated by the pagans. Their, yeah. The people's lack of faith was defeated by this other guy's absolute faith. Got it. Got it. Misplaced, but still strong. It just it just strikes me. It it, it doesn't help boost the argument for God, though. No, like absolutely in, in not. In any way whatsoever. Absolutely not. Because it's just, it, it, it stinks of weakness to me. It's, it it's, does. It's it not. It really does. Uninvolvement is weakness to me. Right. Now, I mean, there's no, there's no way that we have, there's nothing that we have read thus far that brings me anywhere near believing in God. Right. Like, in, in fact, most of this has just been trash shit that I'm like, I wouldn't even believe in you if you did exist, because fuck you. Right. You know. Right. But like, when I read stuff like this, I'm like, how, why, why do we never hear about any of this kind of stuff? Like, why is this never discussed? Why don't we talk about these weak points where God was weak? You know, like this would be at the very least if if priests and and pastors brought this up and talked about it, it could allow for failure. It could allow for not perfect, right? Well, and, the way that they would spin it though would not be what you're saying. It wasn't God being weak. <clears throat> it was man being weak. Right, but the way I view like okay, the way I view the way God is portrayed in churches is essentially the way that um, swimsuit models are towards, you know, young women who are worried about their image. Okay. Like, sorry, that, that's a, this is a long walk, I guess, but like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here to follow. Yeah, no, you, yeah, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. So they portray God in such a way that, you know, for people that don't read the Bible, the way God is portrayed and Jesus is portrayed is that your love has to be perfect and all encompassing and you have to accept and you gotta, like it's got to be perfect. You got to be all in. Right? But that's not really the case if you actually read the entire Bible. The entire Bible says, well, you can be perfect. Like I mean Solomon for example. Mm-hmm. He was perfect up until that last fucking chapter in the book, mm-hmm. right? When suddenly he had a thousand wives or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like God loved this dude. Like, he was all about Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's bad. 
but there's also been people that fuck up and they're like, but I'm going to, you know, that have been working for the wrong side and they're like, I, you know, bow to your, cause I saw his power and then God accepts them. Right. But then he also curses entire generations. Like there's just no consistency. There's no consistency that we can see. Yeah. Right. And it just, it's it crazy. Makes it, it makes it very difficult to try to have any sympathy for this character, much less for those who choose to follow him. Right. And all I'm saying is that the way that God is portrayed to, you know, churches and to the people that follow churches mm-hmm. is that it's a perfect God. It's a God that deserves all of your love and all your respect and all your, and, you know, all the things mm-hmm. and all the money. Right. <laughs> Definitely all the money. But if they, if they taught the flaws as well, and, and, and I'm not even saying you have to be like anti-God, but like if you taught the flaws that are inherent in the Bible as well, you could maybe allow for people not to have this like crazy view about what they have to do in life in order to win God's love. Right. You know, it's, it's just a over, I don't know. It's too much. It's too much to live up to. And, and it's just not, you don't even have, like the Bible allows for other things to be said that you could say and say, well, yes, he's fucked. Even God's fucked up. Right. You know, like, right. And, and even God, even people that were there when he was around, didn't fully believe like you know right. i understand like you you can be understanding to someone who doesn't fully understand and doesn't believe because you can say well i understand because i've read the bible and this is where this happens and yeah you know i'm not trying to say i'm just saying like i, I think that it's just not there's no room for error in christianity you have to right. all, it's all love for god well and that is something that i can say on a personal basis with my parents um they think that um, the people who are like Jesus freaks yeah. and who are really into the peace and love of Jesus and forgiveness and all that, right. that they're wrong because yeah. that is a just do your best to be a good person attitude. And they're like, no, it's more than that. Right. You have to do all the God all the way. And but I'm even like, they haven't read all the Bible because right, clearly. they're not doing all, like I could, if, if we really wanted to, I could take your parents' actions, even just around us. Mm-hmm. And I could say, this is not godly. This is not like, I guarantee you have mixed threads in your fucking shirts. Yeah. I guarantee you've done this, that, or the other. Well, the you thing know? is, is their kind of Christianity. They, they want to say that they are living by the old Testament rules without living by the old Testament rules. Yeah. But they also want to say, that they are with Jesus and Jesus is Lord and King and blah blah blah, but that also Jesus is is too weak. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like No, they, they want, want their cake and eat it too. Yeah. And and it doesn't really matter because they're not actually the ones reading the Bible. They're right. reading the bits that somebody tells them to read. Sure. And then they're saying that they agree with the, they essentially think they've read the I, I guarantee if we talk to your parents mm-hmm. and ask them if they read the Bible, they would say yes. Oh, yeah. Like 100%. Yeah, absolutely. But I also guarantee in the same breath, they have not read the entire Bible. At least if they have, not in the straight through method. No. And not without a coach nearby. Right. Like, I absolutely you may have touched every section, but you haven't read the Bible. Right. No, I totally agree with you on that. So, I don't know. I, I just It's very frustrating. It really is. Because we're trying to find a way to understand. Like, we're trying to come mm-hmm. into this story and this world and be like okay give give me your best case 
You know, present yourself. And at this point, I feel like I'm just holding out for the New Testament because I'm like, I got nothing, man. This is is, is crap. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're having fun with this. Sure. I'm enjoying doing what we're doing, you know, and I love I love learning about it because it just it it reinforces my beliefs. Uh, It reinforces my belief that there is no God. And it's just there's no way. There's no fucking way. I agree. That's 100%. all. 100%. That's all I got. I started rambling. out I started out agnostic and now I'm pretty hard atheist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how far I've come. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, it's it's this wonderful idea, right? Like you mm-hmm. just on the side it's like, yeah, okay, God. Sure. Well, uh, mostly my agnosticism wasn't like I allow for possibilities so much as that I'm like, well, in my personal life it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Right. Like but you I, don't even want to be associated with this fucker, do you? Uh-uh, no, no. I'm right. like, no, there's absolutely no God because this God of this book is just human trash. Yeah, right. You know? Definitely. All right, we're going on a bit yeah. here, so we're going to go ahead and cut this off, and yeah. we will be back tomorrow with... Uh, Sacrilegious Book Club. That's the one. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the book club and the wrap-up, and then we'll be back on Monday with... Second Kings, Chapter 6. See you guys. Bye. Husband. Wife. Even though it's late, do you know what we're doing? Uh, we're doing the... Sacrilegious Book Club. Yeah, that. See, we, you can't ask me. You're the one that has to say it. Well, I wanted to make sure you knew what we were doing. But how do you know I knew? I just threw it back at you. Because if you threw it back at me, then that tells me that you know. It could also be the Saturday Q&A. But that's not what we're doing because we already did that. I know, that. but, you, 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 but you, we already you, did you that. Narrow, you can only officially narrow it down to two. But we already did that. So there was only one. You expect me to remember what I did yesterday? Well, we literally just talked about it, so yeah. When did we talk about it? Right before you hit record. You See, said, I can't even remember a few seconds ago. Oh, my ago. God. Okay, just stop. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, we're doing the book of Leviticus. Okay. That is and what we're doing. What pages was it going over? Um, In Asimov's Guide to the Bible, it is pages 154 through 164. We did not break it up into sections thus far, or... Because of that, what am I saying? I have no idea. We did not break it up into sections because it's only 10 pages long. Oh, okay. So I'm doing the whole book. Whole book. The whole book. One shot. One shot. Okay. Sorry. Awesome. I'm still not all here. <laughs> I'm kind of sick, so all right. sorry. Let's go Again, do this. sorry. Bye. Okay, so we are doing... The book of Leviticus in Asimov's, Asimov's Guide to the Bible. Straight through. We're in the Old Testament. All of Leviticus. Yeah, starting on page 154. All of it. The whole thing. The whole thing. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so first of all, he starts with an explanation of why the book, this particular book, is called Leviticus. Okay. And this kind of makes sense, but I'm like, oh. It's I, the Levi tribe. Yeah, yeah, but okay, mm. listen, but okay. listen. So, in Hebrew, the first... Um, words are and he called okay so the hebrew title of the book is actually called okay okay remember how levite equals priest and vice versa priest equals levite like we just discussed that right so this book is about stuff that the priests are super interested in right at least in the bronze age right i mean back then those priests (laughs) were like 
super interested in it. Right. So it's also called the priest book or the Levitical book or Leviticus. Got it. So we find, I'm just saying Rick, real quick here, like some of these rules aren't adhered to quite as stringently when we get further on in the Bible. Oh, no, they are not. And Asimov has zero problem pointing out those <laughs> things, which I love about him. Right. And speaking of love about him, I just loved this phrase. Okay. He goes, the book is virtually one long section of the P document given over to ritualistic detail so that it is easily the dullest book in the Bible to the casual reader. By far. By far. Easily the dullest book. Yes. Uh, that just killed me. I was like, yes. indeed, indeed. So um, that was a really short section. Also on the same page, 154, he talks about the word leaven, which yeah. that has to do with unleavened bread or leavened right. bread. Yep. So, okay, he says, originally the flour used in making bread was simply baked into flat hard cakes that had the virtue of remaining fit to eat. For long periods of time. Okay. Okay, so it's like they had natural preservatives built in. Right. Okay. Dough left standing would pick up microorganisms and begin to ferment. And while yummy when fresh, yeah, it would not keep as well. Right. And quickly become dry and moldy. Sure. So then he says, to the Israelites, fermentation seemed a form of corruption. And however mm. pleasant leavened bread might be to eat, there was still the stigma of corruption and impurity about it. I see. So bread to be offered on the altar to God must be pure and uncorrupt and must therefore be unleavened. That's that's a shame because leavened bread. <laughs> leavened mm, bread num, is num. so num num. So good. And it smells great. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Next section is unclean. On page unclean. Unclean. <laughs> on page 156. Yeah. Okay. He says, to us, clean and unclean tends to be a hygienic matter. Right. Something is unclean if it is dirty or has an offensive smell. Correct. Or is laden with dangerous bacteria. Correct. The biblical use of the term involves religious ritual. Right. Then further But also on, cleanliness. Right. The same. Right. It's true. But usually when they say it, they mean it in a religious sense. Not a hygienic sense. Right. Or at the very least that there is some religious ritual to the hygiene. Right. So further further on, he says, the basis on which animals are divided into clean and unclean is not known. Okay. So remember, like, they were telling us with cloven hooves and chew the cud and some yes and some no. So there's no, like, scientific reasoning behind that or anything. Nope. Just random. Ish. And he he said, um, I always assumed it was to enforce safety and hygiene in food preparation and consumption. Right. And it could be, but it could also be to differentiate them from surrounding cultures. Okay. Because yeah. the more that you have specific rules that are like, the, this is how our club operates. Right, right. Then it gives you something that sets your club apart from all the other clubs around you. Yeah, and I suppose if you're hunting different stuff than the other ones, then that makes it easier to hunt for stuff. Right? True, true. I'm just saying. But it's also like um, in Mean Girls, you know, we wear pink on Wednesdays. Right, right. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. 
So, okay, next section is the Day of Atonement, page 157. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. In addition to the rules about cleanliness, Leviticus is also concerned with the consequences of sin. Yeah. So he says, Asimov says, to sin, that is, to disobey the commandments of God, involves separation from God. To cancel sin according to a prescribed ritual is to restore oneself to the presence of God, to make oneself more at one with God. The sinner must atone, therefore, or make atonement. Got it. So that's what the Day of Atonement was about. It was about getting rid of the sin sin and like starting over. Reaching back out to God or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Putting yourself back into a starting place or whatever. That's why we haven't seen God. We have never atoned. Whatever. <laughs> I don't plan to either. I'm only sorry for what I'm sorry for. Yeah. And I'm not going to be sorry for things that I don't think I need to be I'm, sorry I'm for. I'm totally with you. Just, so, you know, fuck off. That was funny. With your judgment. I wasn't judging you. Not you. Like, God. You know, fuck off with your judgment. Oh, okay. I will be the boss of what I am sorry about. Okay. That's all. all. Got it. Okay, the next section is Azazel on page 158. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. He says, oh, and this is um, a quote from, oh, I forget where it is, and I didn't write it down. That was dumb. (laughs) It's It's from the Bible. Right. It's from Leviticus. Yeah. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats. One lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. So the priest drew lots, right? Right, right. One goat would be, quote, sacrificed to the Lord as atonement for the sins of the nation. The other would be led off into the wilderness. Of Zen. Bearing with it all those sins. Yeah. So that punishment might befall it rather than the nation of Israel and its people. Right. Okay. Yep. So the escaped goat, what was it called? Escape goat. Escape goat, which is any person or object who himself innocent suffers vicariously for the deeds of another. Yeah. We still use that, that term to goat. this day. Yeah. That goat got a raw deal. Right? So the Hebrew word translated into scapegoat is azazel. Okay. Which, does that sound familiar at all? Uh, it does, but I don't it's know It's a devilly type word. That's what I thought, okay. but I wasn't sure. So the way that I read that quote was, And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. But how it reads in older texts is, And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for his Azazel. Got it. So it's almost like they were worshiping two gods, sort of. No, I mean, no. Ish. Um, they were well, maybe, kind of, maybe, kind of, maybe, kind of. But there's no other mention of the word Azazel in the Bible. Okay, all right. So, um, here's here is Asimov's suggestions. Maybe it's a um demon dwelling in the wilderness. Sure. Okay, that they were like here have our. Get these sins away from us. You go out to that demon. Right. Or Azazel could be one of the fallen angels who would not accept that man was superior. Okay. Like, that's why Lucifer fell, right? right? Yeah. Or it could be the chief of those fallen angels who lusted after women, the act which brought on the flood. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, the fallen angels, they were getting busy with human women. Yep. And... Then God was like, this is gross. Right. 
my angels are fucking my people. Yeah. Nasty. Making giants. Making giants. So he was like, flood that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Asimov is like, uh, but here's some suggestions. Sure. So. Okay. The next section is Devils, page 159. Okay. Which I just find it so interesting that this is what we're talking about, given where we're at in our natural reading. Yeah. We, we're talking about some of this stuff. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Okay, so Leviticus um, chapter 17, verse 7 says, And they shall no more offer their sacrifice unto devils. So the word devil comes from the Greek diabolos, which Mm. is funny because you know the the game Diablo. Diablo. I knew you were going to think of that, so I went ahead and did it for you. Right. And um, that word means slanderer. So... um, Asimov says, the name applies to evil spirits that slander God in men's ears, urging them on to disobedience and sin. Hmm. Devils comes from the Hebrew serum, or wild goats. Oh. Okay, so Asimov has another couple things to say here. Yeah. Okay, and these kind of blew my mind. Okay. The Greeks visualized the woods to be full of nature spirits in the shape of men with the horns, tail, and hindquarters of goats, always in a state of sexual heat. They called them satyrs, and the word has entered the modern psychiatric vocabulary to represent men suffering from insatiable sexual desires. Then furthermore, he says, the popular conception of Satan today with his horns, tail, and cloven hoof shows that he is still pictured as a satyr. I see. And did you know that the word satyr is where the word satire comes from? I didn't know that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I just, I love etymology. Yeah. Okay. So the next section is blood on page 160. Okay. And Asimov says, blood is considered to contain the principle of life, as is reasonable, seeing that long continued bleeding will kill a man who seems otherwise unharmed. Right. Life as a creation of God cannot be appropriated by man, and man cannot therefore eat blood. Got it. So that's why there's that whole commandment of don't fucking eat blood, guys. Right. It comes from because blood is the life thing. Yeah. The life force. Yeah. And even before Leviticus, God had told Noah not to consume blood. So it was like in there early on. It was like a old rule. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the next section is familiar spirits on page 161. Do you have a familiar spirit? I do not. I do not either. So Leviticus chapter 19 verse 31 says, regard them not that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards. Okay. Now, wizard is a wise man, presumably one who knows how to bend supernatural forces to his will. Mm -hmm. The Bible does not say that such spirits do not exist or that wizards do not have the power to which they pretend. Hmm. The objection rests on the fact that the rites practiced by wizards are idolatrous. And that's something that you and I have pointed out with regard to other gods. 
Um, the Bible does not say that these other magics, these other gods, these other ghosts, these other things, the Bible doesn't say they don't exist. Right. It gives you rules on whether or not to recognize them or how to behave with them. Well, and just in the mere acceptance of these other weird ideas, right, is partly why it still seems so absurd. Like, right. You know, like right. the the Bible allows for these things to exist. Therefore, we all agree now that those other things don't exist, but we still don't dis- don't agree on God. Right. But they were all there in the Bible. Right. So exactly. It's all or nothing, guys. I know. It's all ridiculous or nothing is it's ridiculous. It's like if you believe that the Bible is God's word and you believe that God is real, then you also have to believe, as the Bible points out, that there are other gods. Right. And there are such things as magic and witches and um, people that can tell the future and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, the feminine word for wizard is, of course, witch. Got and it. so, women bore the brunt of that tagline much more heavily than men did. Don't you think? Because yeah. wizard is, like, cool. And, yeah. you know, witch is, like, burneth the stake. And, and yeah, and them. that is specifically stated in the Bible, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Right. And so, a lot of old women or women who lived on their own would get that treatment. Right. That right. men did not. Yeah. So, um, Asimov says, ancient pagan practices endured undercover throughout the centuries of Christian Europe. Fighting witchcraft was sometimes Christianity's way of fighting an older and competing religion. It, Yeah. I mean, obviously, it still kind of is a little bit. Yeah. Like, they still treat it as an enemy. Right. At some level. Right. Like, obviously, they're not out there, like, fighting, fighting it, but... But they would say... They would say that um, we're being Christian and we're just fighting. We don't want witches to live. But what they were really doing was fighting pagans. Right, right. So I just found that really interesting. Yeah. So the next section is Molech on page 162. All right, Molech. Molech comes from the word Melech, M-E-L-E-C-H. Okay. Which means king. Okay. The biblical writers (coughs) avoid. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. The biblical writers avoided referring to idols as kings or lords by instead calling them bosheth, which means shame. Okay. Okay. So you know how like they would not call God by His name, and instead they had just those certain letters. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they would do with um, idols. They, they would call them something else Got instead it. of whatever right. the name of the god was or sure, whatever. Sure, Okay? So the word Bosheth, shame, became Melech when diacritical marks were added and eventually Melech became Molech. I had to go back and look. Wait, what again are diacritical marks? Yeah. Um, do you remember when um, they wouldn't call God by his name, so they used those letters mm-hmm. instead and then they put the pronunciation marks underneath. Uh, the Jewish scholars placed little diacritical marks under the Hebrew consonants, indicating the vowel sounds that went with each of them in each particular word. Got it. Got okay? it. And we covered that like uh, several pages back or okay. several sections back. But I just wanted to reiterate sure. that it applied to more than just the word God. Or Yahweh or Yahweh. Got it. 
Okay. Yeah. It also it, it applied to anything that they wanted to make sure people throughout history would remember how to pronounce once memory was gone of how to pronounce it. Sure, sure. Okay, so Asimov goes on to say, the worship of Molech involved the sacrifice of children. Primitive men felt that the dearer and more loved the object sacrificed to a god, the more impressed the god would be and the more apt to answer the prayer. Mm. Which that makes a little bit like that lends a little bit more logic to why they would do that. Yeah. So they were saying that their children were their most precious thing and they would give that up to God for help I in guess. times of dire It just need. seems like uh the 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 favor would favor the sociopaths, you know? Right? The ones that don't give a fuck about anybody. Right? Well, and here's my thing. What kind of dire situation is going to be made better without supposedly the child who was your most precious possession right right your child is somebody that you love more than anything in life that's Hypothetically, why according you know i mean right. yes in our case yes but right like, you know but that's why they would be giving it up right right and so right. you're telling me that being without this child is still gonna be better than whatever dire situation you're in that i mean it could make so, so like the king sacrificed his son right yeah they were all gonna die like they're all surrounded by the Israelites, right? Right. Is so it better? Is it, it better that his son dies or that all of his people die? So he did it to save his people, but these regular, ordinary people were sacrificing their children. Right, right, right. They but I'm just saying, teams. like, there could be circumstances where maybe right, it would no. be deemed okay. No, to, I get it. I know. get it. That king who killed his son, even though it's gross and despicable and stupid, right. like I get why he did that. He did it because he thought it was best for his people. Right. Therefore, you can look at that as in ignorance, though, he did commit a, an honorable act. But In reality, it worked out. Right. That's I mean, true. I mean, according to no, the Bible. It's true. It did. You're so. right. But when we see an ordinary person do it, they're not. Right. No, they're an asshole. It, they're not doing it like you don't owe your, your whole, like, I'm going to kill my kids so that the entire land will have crops or something yeah like right. that just seems so yeah no fuck that stupid i don't know whatever i i can't possibly get into the mindset i'm just way too biased and um of this century right right so asma goes on to say many men of the period applied the word milek to yahweh and assumed themselves to be sacrificing to god in an approved manner, as Abraham was ready to do in sacrificing Isaac. Hmm. So they did not necessarily view this as a competing... Um, they thought they were worshiping Yahweh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it's just another way that different religious practices kind of intermingled. So it's also almost like Baptist versus Lutheran. Yeah. Like... Really. Or Baptist versus Catholics. You right. know, like... Who's got the right of it? Sure. No, you're sure. both stupid. <laughs> right, right. So the next and final section is Jubilee, and that is on page 163. Okay. Jubilee was a special festival which was never put thoroughly into practice, hmm. which I think is funny. Yeah, that is funny. Right? Um, Asimov says, in a way, it was a method of starting things fresh every half century so as to prevent the accumulation of economic injustice. It was a beautiful idea, but impractical. Impract. Okay. So. I mean. It never 
really... They, they didn't want to give up their slaves. What, yeah. Really, that's what it boiled down yeah. to. So. And, and they didn't want to switch out. Right. You know? Right. I don't know if it was impractical, but people didn't practice it. it so. Well, people were involved. That right. made it impractical. Mm, sure. People are greedy fucks. Yeah. Um, the Book of Jubilees... This is something separate. Okay. okay. There's this item called the Book of Jubilees. Got it. It was written about 100 BCE. Huh. And it's sometimes called the Lesser Genesis or the Book of Division. It's an ancient Jewish religious work of 50 chapters. Okay. And 1,341 verses. Damn. The book is considered one of the pseudepigrapha. Pseudepig, pseudepigrapha. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Right. I'll, I'll tell you again what that means in a second. Okay. Um, it's considered a pseudo-whatever by Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, and Protestant churches. It is also not considered canonical within Judaism outside of Ethiopian Jews. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Pseudopigrapha are falsely attributed works, texts whose claimed author is not the true author or a work whose real author attributed it to a figure of the past. So it's just like false okay. works All right. that are still like, like some would consider um, the Dead Sea Scrolls to be this pseudepigrapha. Right. But they're not. Right. But anyway, um, this book was um, well known to early Christians. And the text was also utilized by the community that originally collected the Dead Sea Scrolls. Huh. No complete Greek or Latin version is known to have survived, but there is some like odd translation and some like weird language that I've never heard of. Right. Um, that is believed to be the only translation a- available to us today. Gotcha. As, okay. And it was part of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Huh. Interesting. The Book of Jubilees claims to present, quote, the history of the division of the days of the law, of the events of the years, the year weeks, and the jubilees of the world, as revealed to Moses by angels while he was on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. Hmm. Okay. And so, Asimov mentioned the Book of Jubilees, and I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole and looked it up, and that's where I got all that extra information about it, because I was like, I'm sorry, say what? Right, The yeah. Book of who? Right. The Jubilee of what? Yeah. So it's just a thing that's out there that is basically like a Jewish fable kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So that is it for Leviticus. Okay. And um, next weekend we will cover or we will start the book of Numbers. Numbers goes from page 165 to page 192. Okay. So, for our first one, we're just going to read pages 165 to 174. Okay. And that will cover the following topics. Numbers, the sum of the congregation, the Ethiopian woman, Caleb, Zin, Kadesh, Korodathon and Abiram, the pit, and Mount Hor. Awesome. Okay? Yeah. So, that's that. All right. Okay. Well, that was fun. That was. And we learned quite a bit. Fun and interesting. Yeah. That was the whole book of Leviticus. Right. That was the whole fucking book of Leviticus. I'm so glad he buzzed through it. Right. He buzzed through it so much better than I did. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, that was our book club for the week. And uh, apologies again for it being, being late. late. Yeah. So um, our we- replay will be coming out here in just a second, too. So yep. as soon as I get yep. done posting this, um, the replay will be coming out as well. 
So um, we will see you next week for Sacrilegious Book Club. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.